Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.33 on Rock 102. So, well, yesterday was a Thunderbird Thursday. Today, it's a Sweetened Friday, right? Ooh, I like that. A what? Sweetened Friday. Jody Sweeten is going to be on the show today. Oh, Jody Sweeten. Yes. I don't like her. I'm not going to talk to her. Okay. <laughs> you love Full House. No, I don't. You you got a Dave Coulier tattoo on your I'm arm. I'm still not talking to her. She's my least favorite character on the show. Come on. Yeah. Laurie Laughlin. Now, that's a guy I'd like to talk to. Yes. I'm sure she's had. she would have lots to say. That's right. Once the gag order is removed. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we'll be talking to Jody Sweeten from Full House. Also, the draft last night for the Patriots. Yeah, they picked someone that could have gone maybe in the third round. Yes. <laughs> so we'll talk about that, maybe the top of that, too. It's 534 with back Stephen David. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 549 and the cars with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Well, it's finally a nice weekend, the whole thing. Pretty much highs in the 50s today, low 60s tomorrow, highs near 70 on Sunday. Lots of sun. Uh, let's see here. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. I heard, uh, before we started, uh, a Max Struess clip that somebody uh, was playing that in the background. Did you hear that? Yeah, I actually had uh, something up. Well, good, because I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Uh, uh, Jimmy Butler was out with a knee injury during the Miami Heat's playoff game against the Atlanta Hawks on Tuesday night. But he still managed to get himself and his team in trouble. After Max Struess sank a shot in the second quarter, Jimmy celebrated on the sideline with an obscene gesture. We'll call it the air hump. Oh, that was the obscene gesture? Yeah, yeah. It was an air hump. Apparently, you can hump the air. I didn't realize you could even do that. Is it enjoyable at all or not? Did you get anything out of that? I don't know. I got to try it a few more times and see what happens. Don't get get any air on you. The NBA fined Jimmy $15,000, and they find the Heat another fifteen grand for tweeting a gif about it. Is that like an an Air Jordan, by the way? An Air Hump? Is it different? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you can wrap those around your ankles, although I'm sure you'd probably like to find a girl who could. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Right? And how? Uh, NBC News is under fire for a tweet about the current Jeopardy champion, Matea Roach, where they described her as a, quote, 23-year-old lesbian tutor from Toronto. Hmm. She probably doesn't want everyone to know she's a tutor. Well, yeah, I know. (laughs) You want to keep that secret. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Uh, Obviously, there was no real point in shoehorning her sexuality into the description, and Twitter is letting NBC know about it. One person also pointed out how absurd the wording was, quote, what on earth is a lesbian tutor? You mean she helps people become better lesbians? Be better, NBC News. Matea has never mentioned her sexuality on the show. However, NBC got the information from her Twitter account. So... Yeah, no, see... She's there to answer questions. Well, answer, uh, give answers in the form of a question. That's really her job. <laughs> to talk about their sexuality is really no one's business. Well, and did they also identify the other contestants as heterosexual real estate agents from yeah, wherever? Or? Yeah, nobody said uh, totally straight Ken Jennings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the thing about it, though, is 
if she wrote that on her Twitter profile, yeah, she already said it. Well, that's fine. So they're just saying it again. Yeah, but, but again, but, you don't identify the sexual orientations of all the contestants well, on the show. It's, it's just, yeah, but if she describes herself as, I'm a lesbian tutor from Toronto, mm-hmm. oh, well, hey, she's a lesbian tutor from Toronto. So <laughs> why why is Jeopardy using her Twitter stuff as biographical information? If they really well, want to know what she's all about, all they need to do is have her you know, review ask. the survey she yeah. filled out to yes. get on the show. It wasn't Jeopardy. It was NBC News mm. who oh, yes. tweeted out this thing. That's, that's even, the difference. But even still. Yeah, you think somebody at the editor desk goes, oh, you think this would be good to put out a lesbian tutor from yeah, Toronto? Because that's really not the news part of it. Hot lesbian tutors from Toronto. Well, that sounds intriguing. That, that sounds very intriguing. On the next Dateline. Yeah, right. Imagine uh, Keith Moore saying yeah. that. Yeah. But why? Uh, gay comedian. She was a tutor. Or uh, was she? <laughs> gay comedian Gerard Carmichael has a picture of himself with Taylor Swift on his Grinder profile. Oh, yeah, I saw that yesterday when I was looking through the, the ads. <laughs> he says, quote, you really want to excite the gays in New York City? Send them a picture of you and Taylor Swift. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. Is If I'm ever in that... On that menu, she's a. Uh, I didn't realize uh, she was big among gay people. I think she's big among everybody. She's big she? amongst everybody. Who's got a bad thing to say about Taylor Swift? T Swizzle. If I got a picture next to Taylor Swift, uh, I'd be popular too. It doesn't matter whether you're gay or straight. True. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, in that case, your sexuality is largely irrelevant. You're That's- standing next to Taylor Swift. A uh, representative from the ACLU testified yesterday in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and said she only donated $1.3 million of the $3.5 million she pledged to them from her divorce settlement. Also, they haven't received a payment from her in years. She, uh, she's uh, kind of a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be. There's something evil about her, and I, don't, I can't put my finger on what that would be. Oh, yeah, maybe everything. I saw one of those, uh, I don't know if you call it a GIF. It had audio to it. GIF do you don't have audios, right? Sometimes they do. Well, it was like a short clip of mm. uh, Amber Heard, and and it was the, the moment that uh, she was caught doing something to Johnny Depp. Right. Uh, recording him. That's yeah. what it was. Ah. Recording him. And then uh, all of a sudden they switch to that Curb Your Enthusiasm theme when she, her face just goes, Wah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny Depp's junk also came up yesterday at the trial. We have audio on that a little bit later on. You can actually hear it? You can hear somebody talking about it. Wow. How does about it, that? Does it go dip, 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 dip? <laughs> I, don't dip, know dip. What, I don't know what it does. Uh, Did you ever have Johnny Dip? I have not. No. no. You want a Johnny Dip? I do not. Sharon Osborne shared on the Talk UK that Ozzy has COVID nineteen. How do you tell if he's sick? Yeah, good <laughs> point. So, listen, of all the many calamities that he's suffering from, COVID's least of his problems. She's gonna fly home to LA to help him get better because she's very worried about him right now. Mm-hmm. N- now? Yeah, now. <laughs> Never yeah. mind the years of alcohol and <laughs> drug, drug abuse. abuse. Right, exactly. And uh, not being able to understand a word that comes out of his mouth. Uh, Live Nation uh, is selling $25 concert tickets from May 4th to the 10th. There are over 3,700 shows to choose from, like Aerosmith, Backstreet Boys, or even Tim McGraw. That's the very last seat in the row. I was going to say, it's like one one seat for 35 bucks to each one of those shows. Hey, it's only 25 bucks. I mean, uh, okay, it's in Hartford, but you got to watch it from... Uh, Across the street. Richfield. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Haley Witters ended up being John Party's waitress in Nashville. She was embarrassed to see him because she had previously gone on tour with him, but her career hadn't taken off. It's all good now, though. She's touring with him again this summer. Oh, that's all nice. you country music fans out there. Yeehaw! I'm just trying to wait till I can finish the line right there. <laughs> nice. Perfect. And there you go. See? You time it right out. And that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Hiya! Wyckoff Country Club is an 18-hole, family-owned and operated, semi-private country club in Holyoke. Wyckoff Country Second Sports. As for the Patriots draft, Bax has that next in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Go with the float. Relax. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, last night was the first round of the NFL draft. You have teams making deals, taking picks, analysis up the wazoo, scrutiny, inquisition, disbelief, outrage, and all of that was before the Patriots traded down from the 21st pick with Kansas City and then chose Chattanooga guard Cole Strange with a 29th overall pick. Last night, Jacksonville opened things up by selecting Georgia linebacker Trayvon Walker with the number one overall pick, followed by Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson going to Detroit, followed by LSU cornerback Derek Stingley Jr., the grandson of former Patriots wide receiver Daryl Stingley, which brings me all the way down to the number 29th pick. When the Patriots selected a guy who, according to Mel Kuyper, was a huge reach for the Patriots, a guy who wasn't expected to be picked until the third round. In fact, the Patriots, while still on the clock, uh, Reds, uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay was in the middle of a news conference. When the Patriots selected Cole Strange, McVay laughed and said, Wow, Cole Strange just went. How about that? And we wasted our time thinking he'd be available at 104 maybe? Now, while you may wonder, hey, Baxi, what the hell were the Patriots thinking with this guy? To which I would say, I have no idea other than I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick has forgotten more football than I will ever know. And he seems to think this kid is just what they needed. Is Cole Strange really what they needed? Well, the Patriots could use a beefy strapping young man on the offensive line. And according to Belichick, quote, he's long, he's athletic, he's physically tough, an aggressive player, a smart player that makes lots of good decisions. Well, that's certainly good enough for me. Were there more exciting options out there? Sure, but who am I to think that my ideas about the draft are more informed than his? I don't know Jack compared to Bill uh, Bill Belichick. Only time will tell whether trading down to get Cole Strange was worth the gamble. Either way, the Patriots still have six more picks to go before they finally put Mel Kuyper back in the cryogenic ice chamber for another age-defying deep freeze. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Take care of your lawn. Get Scott's four step. Step one, go to Rocky's. Then do all the other steps with Scott's four step. 80 bucks out the door with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. You get lawn care expertise. Good people, rock solid service. And Scott's four step at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 609 and Boston with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. A beautiful sunny weekend on the way. We're going to have great weather. Nice day to get pulled over by the cops, which is what happened to me on the way to work today. What? What happened? Were you gun running again? How did you know? No, no. Um, I did wonder what I was doing wrong because I always observed the speed limit because there are always cops on Route 5 on my way from Enfield in my lonely apartment to the radio station. So I always go 
slowly. Well, that's a, that's a major drug corridor, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't drugs either, by the way. Not guns, not drugs. Uh, 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 underage hookers? Mm. Was your tailgate open again? Because it was yeah. open the other day. Were you distributing... Yeah, I, right? You, you saw that, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how that happened. Were you distributing harvested organs? Um... Haven't gotten to the distribution phase phase of that yet. Yeah, my suspicion. Still in the freezer at home. No, um, my tail lights were out. Son of a bitch! Because you didn't turn the daytime runners off, or you? I guess I and I never even touched that part of the uh, blinker arm. Yeah, but I must have obviously yesterday when I was driving around. So my so head your car my, comes with one of them front cranks in the uh, front grill, right? <laughs> yeah, right. My headlights were on. But my taillights weren't. And so... You bastard. Well, the guy pulls me over and walks up to the car and... Did he, uh, did he shove you into the ground and say, eat the dirt, pervert? No, he was very nice to me. And uh, so, thank you, officer. And I said, hey, I've never had that happen before where my taillights were out. You, I have no idea how that happened. You didn't mouth off to him and say, hey, I pay your salary? Could have tested the system, chose not to. Was it an Enfield cop? I didn't see the car because, you know, when they pull you over... Did you get a warning? Nope. Well, yes. And if he wrote me unofficially. He said, no points on your license, just an official warning on this. Yeah, I guess they kind of maybe have to do that. So you got to check to see where it came from, whether it was a state cop or a local cop. I'll bring it in for a follow-up. I, you know, when they pull you over and those blinding lights are in your rearview mirror, there, you can't see a damn thing. So I couldn't see what kind yes. of car it was. Uh, but, uh, but you don't know whether you were over the state line or not? Uh, I was not quite. Because I was pulled over, and I pulled over right in front of, I think it's a pride station that's right on the border. Oh, between and that's Massachusetts. That's Massachusetts. No, no, I was, I was still in, no, no, I was still in Connecticut. Yeah, though. he's still in Connecticut at that yeah. point. But the pride station sells mass lottery tickets. Do they? Yeah. Even though they're in Connecticut? It's, 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 it doesn't, the sign is just ah, there. It's gotcha. the actual border. That's how they can sell gotcha. the, the, the lottery and all Well, now, there's stuff, two right? gas stations there, right? Because there's a McDonald's and there's two gas stations. Yeah, I think there's a Connecticut one. It's not a Pride, but it's something else. It's I, like a racetrack yeah. or could, something like I that. I was right in front of the final light, yeah. the right. final traffic mm -hmm. light that would lead you into Connecticut. So could or this, into Massachusetts. Could this uh, law enforcement exchange been captured on any uh, security camera? Like a uh, body cam footage or something like that? Body cam, street cams. Stoplights, yeah. you know, uh, even someone from the gas station that, that could have added uh, a little bit more perspective on this story. I mean, you know, you know listen, not that I don't uh, believe you. I'm sure it was just a simple, uh, you, you know, traffic violation, right. what have you. Got a taillight out. Yep. Okay, if you want to go on with that story. <laughs> but, you know, when you come right down to actually looking at the evidence, mm -hmm. I would like to know if you were carrying anything, if there was anything suspicious about the way. You could have been driving all over the road. Could have been. For I, all we know. I have nothing to hide. So if there is security. Security cam footage from either the police officer himself or the gas station or the traffic light. Bring it on. Nothing to hide but all that heroin and that ghost gun in your uh, glove compartment. Yeah, well, you know, you got to when you have that much heroin in your car, you need protection. I'm thinking that you uh, were pulled over mm -hmm. by a Connecticut-based cop. I think you're right. In front of a Massachusetts business. And that way, they can't give you a violation hmm. because it's something. It's not like you're running from the police. <laughs> if you were running from the police, then it's a felony, and then you, you know, crossing <laughs> state lines, all that stuff. Right, right, right. But something so simple as that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if there's like a if there's a line of demarcation where you know you can you know be pulled over, but not 
but not cited for a crime. Right. I think if you're committing a, a a crime, like I suspect you probably were, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, they would cite you and, and maybe even arrest you. It happened to me once where uh, I was speeding uh, through West Hampton. Yes. But by the time he caught up to me, I was already in Huntington. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave me a warning. And then uh, I was like, oh, that was nice of him to give me a warning. And then I heard from another cop. He like, yeah, no, because he pulled you over in Huntington. He can't give you the ticket. It's not his jurisdiction. Right. If you remember, this is my second run-in with the cops in my year and a half that I've been here. The uh, the last one was a uh, skirmish in a parking lot at a neighborhood bar mm, in the East no. Forest Park. No. It was actually a traffic violation at the X. And I think it happened in my first 10 days. What were you doing at the X? I apparently, it was like a Saturday morning. I'm looking for a coffee shop to have a Saturday morning cup of coffee, and I went through a red light that I didn't see there. So there's like a, a turn that you make at the X where there's, you know, a traffic light there, but the traffic light is not like above you. It's like in front of you right. on, on the street, and I didn't see and it. And you took the illegal turn. I took the illegal turn on a red light. I would never do that under normal circumstances. The cop pulled me over, and I said, geez, I... I had no idea. Oh, you knew it was there, he said. You knew it was there. I said, no, I, I didn't, officer, but okay. <laughs> Ooh, man. That's, see, now, there, here we go. Here he is arguing with a cop. Did the cop pull you out through the window and start to you know, beating you around the uh, the kneecaps with his billy club? Might have been the next move. I don't know. Damn, man. Yeah. It's just like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I expect to have some sort of finish here. It's like, you know, yeah. is, is, is Dave really on the up and up? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I, I don't blame you for being skeptical. Well, I, you had, had out of state plates on it, too, didn't you? Yeah, I was New York at that time. Yeah. yeah. New so York. Yeah, of course. They love pulling the New York guys over because it's like drug running central. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or it's like, you know, Red Sox fans, Patriots fans, New York plates. Yeah. You yeah. must be a Yankees fan. Now, were you driving through the X with a bunch of catalytic converters in the trunk? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. All right, How about then. copper? Copper that you pulled off of buildings and stuff? Mm, no. Other precious metals might have been in there because mm. my golf my golf clubs were in the back. So Bad. maybe it was that. I don't yeah, know. Carrying any refugees in your tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like human trafficking. <sighs> I kept them at home that day. Mm-hmm. Locked uh, up locked up man. in the basement. Right. So that's the way you should keep them. Yeah, and you try to pick them a, tagged. You try to pick apart a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's nothing but you're following the law. You're so disappointing. I know. Well, either either I'm following the law or I'm really good at disguising all of my indiscretions. I think the one of the worst things that I ever did, and it was like uh, one of these situations where you know I was uh, I was uh, I don't want to get involved in the, too many of the details, but I was uh, in a, a situation where I was consumed with spite. Okay, mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. and I was picking somebody up at the airport. Okay. Now, uh, you've picked somebody up at Bradley before, right? Yeah. Have you done that? Yes, I have, actually. All right. You know how uh, when you are picking somebody up and you're outside mm-hmm. in your car, yeah. there's a stop sign every 20 feet? Yeah. Um, I was so consumed with blind spite and uh, anguish <laughs> that I only stopped when I felt I needed to stop. Gotcha. And then I kept going on and kind of rolling through the other mm-hmm. stop signs right. and, you know, and the person i was picking up wasn't there and they don't let you stop right you got to keep going right so they tell you to keep going so long and the short of it is i probably went through 25 stop signs in the course of a good 15 minutes yeah so uh there was a cop who observed me doing this over and over again mm-hmm. and then finally pulled me over and i 
tried to explain how much spite uh, I was consumed by, and he really did not have any sympathy for me whatsoever. Right, you tried to talk your way out of it because yeah. of that. And did you have illegal aliens in the back of your car? Did you have catalytic converters? Were you hiding some guns that were illegal? Let me give you the same questions there, Bax. And my answer would be, of course. <laughs> I was also muling stuff, too, but yeah. that's... I don't want to give you all the details of that. But, you know, that's like the dumbest thing I ever did. Well, you know, at Bradley, it's interesting because I did pick up uh, the daughter of a friend of mine there a couple of months ago. And you can you can use the further lane that's further away from the actual concourse. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about rolling because then you can no. park. You can park and sit there. Now you tell me. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I could have easily gotten... 25 violations of going through a stop sign and how'd the whole spite thing work out oh that, i think that, we that can, get resolved or what no not well i mean in a way but no not really right. it was just spiteful no matter what gotcha. happened mm-hmm. yeah i've uh i've gotten plenty of speeding ticket in my day yeah, yeah me he's, too. he's a real lead foot this guy oh me too I'm, you know what i had i used to have a red vehicle and they say that people in red vehicles get pulled over a lot more than any other color car out there. Survey said I must have had <laughs> I must have had four I've been pulled over four times in that car mm-hmm. in the two years that I had it. It was ridiculous. Four yeah, times. See, so there's truth to that. How old were you at the time? You're still in your twenties? This was no, this was going back uh, six, seven years ago. Yeah. See that's if you if you're like a 23, 24, 25 year old kid with a yeah. red car, mm-hmm. you are a target. Yeah. You're a target. Uh-huh. I mean, I, 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 no, I'm not saying that cops have quotas, but I mean, I think you know any kid that's driving around in a red vehicle, they assume that he's hot rodding that thing, and uh, you know he's going to be speeding and and unsafe on the road. Yep, it's total, it's total BS. I had a red car once; it went from zero to sixty in four weeks. <laughs> I couldn't speed with that car; It wasn't possible. Is that a Yugo? Uh, no, it was a, it was a Toyota. Corona, not a Corolla. Ooh, a corona. A corona. Ah, you look where that word Corona's got yep. us now. I know exactly yeah. it. That and thing predicted the future. It was the worst car. Ima- I mean, it served the uh, the purpose quite well, mm-hmm. but it was a terrible car at towards the end of its life. Hmm. And uh, yeah, you couldn't get that thing to go over thirty five miles an hour. My uh, my dad was nice enough to give me his nineteen eighty four Chevy Celebrity. Ooh, uh, that's cherry. That was green. But all the paint had chipped off, and it was gray. Sweet. And my brother got into an accident where he was sideswiped on the rear, so the axle kind of looked like a smiley face. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and I had to I had to change the tires like every week. I was going to Sears Auto Center when there were like five bucks for a tire you could get them for, <laughs> and I was changing the tires out every week. And then on top of that, I took uh, my friend's mother worked for a baby doll factory. Mm. Where they put dolls together. Mm-hmm. Oh, you show me pictures. Yeah, of this. yeah. And, uh, there's a there's a doll head that we took Bondo and we put it on top of the roof of the car. Mm, that's creepy. Because you know you want to bring attention to yourself sure. from, yeah. for the police when mm-hmm. you're driving around in an illegally uh, inspected vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, and then. Uh, and then, and then it had a, an alternator that wouldn't work right, so you had to, every time the car, you parked the car, you had to disconnect the positive connector from the battery <laughs> wow. in order for it to give it that battery charge when you got back in the car. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'd have to get a jump, you'd have to, it was a, it was a real pain in the ass. 
I only got pulled over like six times. In that car. <laughs> nice points. Points on the license or not? No, no points. Nice. No, they were all. Uh, each one of them were like, "Get this goddamn thing off the road." <laughs> How can you assess somebody points when you feel so? When you're feeling yeah. sympathy to that like, degree? This yeah. guy couldn't even afford a speeding ticket if we try. <laughs> it's six twenty-one with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. 40 under forty. Springfield's classic rock at six twenty-five. And the Stone Temple Pilots on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be nice today. It's going to be nice tomorrow. It's going to be nice Sunday. we got highs in the 50s today, 60s tomorrow, and maybe near 70 on Sunday. Lots of sunshine. Uh, the iconic Jody Sweeten will be joining us after 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, you know, she's got some shows. She's got some re- some reality shows she's going to be in, too. I'm not talking to her. What are you what? talking about? Why? Your favorite show. Favorite show, but not favorite character. What about that uh, Dave Coulier tattoo you have? I that very well may be, but uh, I don't really care for her all that much. Well, Coulier on one and Joey Lawrence on the other, right? And and John Stamos too. Don't you love him? Yeah, I do. I, I love everybody but Jody Sweet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's no a little idea. harsh. I had no idea you were so indignant about it. Well, her. you show me Candace Cameron Bure. Now you're <laughs> now talking. You're, you know, one thing we don't want to bring up with her when we talk to her, by the way, is. The fact that when she was born, both her parents were in prison. I read that on their Wikipedia page. I, w- I just don't think it's wise that we bring that I, up. I, we've also been told not to bring up the Lori Loughlin stuff. Yeah, uh, okay. You know, which, uh, which is, you know, like, you know, that's, I did, had nothing but Lori Loughlin's did uh, questions. Say, did it say not to bring up that jail thing either? Uh, it, it it didn't in the public relations thing that we got, yeah. but I, I just think it would be kind of oogie. I don't know. Well, you it kind of really has nothing to do with what she's doing now. I know, I know. It yeah. is interesting. I mean, how many people are born with both their parents in jail at the time? I mean, that's pretty interesting. Well, not at the same time. That doesn't always happen. Right. I was born when both parents should have been in jail. (laughs) (laughs) Or detoxing. One of the two. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for Today I Learned with Bag Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Dripping with excitement. (laughs) Well, we got to get loaded up here sometime, right? Get loaded. Today, uh... I learned in 2013, uh, J.C. Penney sold a stainless steel tea kettle that attracted controversy due to its perceived resemblance to Adolf Hitler. Hmm. It's actually, uh, you can't really see it at first. It's called the Hitler teapot. You can see this on Wikipedia as soon as you type it into to, to Google. And uh, it does, in fact, look like Adolf Hitler hmm. with like an outline of his head and a little hairpiece. Huh. And the bell, yeah, which is like his, you know, the when he was doing the hail thing, hail, hail, whatever. I, he was doing. I suppose I could see it. Yeah, the uh, the kettle, officially named the Bells and Whistles Stainless Steel Tea Kettle, was designed by American architect and designer Mark Michael Graves as part of a collection of products for J.C. Penney. It first attracted attention in May of 2013 when a photograph of the billboard advertising the product on Interstate 405 in Culver City, California, was posted online, and of course, the internet went nuts. Uh, but due to the media attention, the kettle sold out at J.C. Penney stores, huh. with some later re- reappearing on eBay priced as high as $199. Hey, Nazis like their tea also. I guess so. Much higher than the original retail price of $40. See, it I would have d- just bought them just to make the profit of them. To $160 be honest, profit. it kind of looks like a cartoon image of Hitler, but not so much that I wouldn't be willing to have a cup of tea with it. You know, I, I think the way it's positioned in this picture, yes, it does look like Adolf Hitler, but I don't think I would notice that if that was sitting on somebody's stove. No. I say I and, would, I, in fact, it would be, it'd be just another teapot to me. Until somebody 
pointed it out to me. Mm-hmm. And then that's all you can see. And that is Today I Learned. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Public masturbation? Coming up next in the Rock 102. 632. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well, through the pump, and into the house. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Nude and masturbating is no way to go through life, son. A 58-year-old homeless man arrested Wednesday after two incidents reported to police. According to West Springfield cops... They were called to the Connecticut Riverwalk and Bikeway in West Springfield behind the Riverdale shops. Report of a man partially nude and masturbating. The Mm. suspect ran into a wooded area along the riverbank (laughs) when he was confronted by a witness. Oddly enough, I believe this bike path is right behind Dick's. Huh? Ah, it is behind Dick's. Great advertising. (laughs) Go straight to the Hooters across the street. You know what I'm saying? Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Officers speaking with witnesses, an adult couple, and their young son, and they pointed out the area where the suspect was seen. I'm not even getting to the good part yet. Police found a homeless encampment and identified the suspect as 58-year-old Larry Disco. Hold on. It is a disco. Where disco lives forever. <clears throat> What a name, right? So uh, mm-hmm. Disco Larry was uh, doing the five-finger knuckle shuffle on the one-eyed, blue-veined, pink-headed, custard chucking salty yogurt slinger? I was That's not say, part of the, the, the oh. news report. <laughs> right. but, uh, I was going to say he was turning the beat around. Reprogramming, <laughs> reprogramming the Garmin. <laughs> Larry Disco, a registered sex offender as well. Oh, well. That makes sense. Last yeah. known ad- address in Holyoke. But a restraining order denies him from living at that address. You know, I, I have a I have a question, and maybe you guys can answer this. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, so you know, here's this guy. He's behind the Riverdale shops, a very busy shopping area, all times, uh, all all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And there he is, deciding, uh, you know what? I got a notion to do something, a little something, something to myself, a little mm-hmm. self abuse on the Riverdale shops. Well, let me ask you this: Is it abuse though, or is it self pleasure? Well, I mean, it's it's really uh, you know you're splitting hairs, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Uh, my question is, if it can't be the Riverdale shops, then where is a guy supposed to go to get the same job done? Mm. Where's the guy supposed to go? I have no idea. Century Center? Five Town Plaza? Joanne Springfield Fabrics. Plaza? Joanne Fabrics. This Joanne, is easier well, I mean, yeah, there's a number of locations for that, but mm. I'm just saying, you know, where's the guy supposed to go? Maybe he was, uh, you know, uh, self-showering. You know what I mean? Like well, uh, when you got no water right? and uh, no shower facilities. Uh, Isn't there like a catch basin by the old uh, lumber yard over there? I think there probably is. <laughs> What's that catch basin catching exactly? Is that what? Minnows. <laughs> <laughs> Drain babies. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to Lawrence Larry Disco. Yeah. So in other words, uh, if you're going to do this, if you're going to self-pleasure yourself, hmm Stay out of West Springfield. No, buttering the elf. That's it. Go somewhere else. That's correct. There's an ongoing controversy in East Hampton involving the mayor there. We've talked about this. Miss LaChapelle making a comment recently to a high school student, 22 News, following up on it yesterday. The mayor had been addressing the incident at this week's school committee meeting, the East Hampton School Committee, saying the comment was made during a, quote, we the people 
practice run with students back on March 30th. It's a four-minute audio clip. It was sent to 22 News by a spokesperson for Mayor LaChapelle. She apparently had talked about black and white students, and she had also used a word of profanity somewhere in this as well. She's apologized, by the way. She's issued an official apology. She said, quote, at the We the People practice session, I intended to share my perspective about implicit bias that may factor into judging decisions. And she said, yes, I swore. Yes, I had a rough morning. Not excusable, but human, according to Mayor LaChapelle. Well, I guess all is uh, all is well then. Well, at least it's a. It almost sounds like a sincere apology. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, well, I didn't say that. That's not my intention. You know, as opposed to like skipping out and taking responsibility for what you said. Well, you can't get away with it if you said it and it's on tape. I mean, <laughs> the I just, only. I just find it odd that you know anybody else who might have said something like this. Yeah, you get the whole cancel culture thing, mm-hmm. and not that I agree with that. I'm right. just saying. It's kind of odd that, uh, you know, there's no calls for her resignation or, you know, chasing her out of town with a pitchfork and a torch, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you may need more than just this in order to run somebody out of town these days. Not yeah, but people, really. people, have been, <laughs> people have been running out of town for less. <clears throat> people have been canceled for far less, in fact. I talked about my cop bus this morning on the way in on Route 5 from yeah. Enfield to East Long Meadow on the way to work. Surprised. Cop- Yes. Surprised you got bailed out so quickly. Exactly. They didn't have enough on me, apparently. A portion of Route 5 southbound is going to be undergoing a, quote, road diet to re- oh. to reduce traffic speeds. You know what? Uh, I was thinking about shoving asphalt down my throat, too. Mm. There's nothing nothing <laughs> like hot oil uh, shakes. Yeah, no and, kidding. Uh, yeah. Smoothies. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't want to eat anything else after that. You'd be no. a couple of hot oil shakes yeah. and a sensitive meal, and uh, you could be losing pounds by the end of the weekend. A road diet. Yeah. What exactly but, is a road diet? Well, glad you asked, Steve. Some road diets can reduce crashes by almost 50%. According to the Mass DOT, Riverdale Street, Route 5 southbound in West Springfield is reduced from two lanes to one lane. So that's a road diet, reducing the amount of traffic flow. Yeah, they did this uh, last year mm-hmm. when they don't want cars speeding down Route 5. So they uh, they put up the, the barriers, and you can't speed from the McDonald's to the rotary, mm-hmm. the first rotary, the North which, End Bridge rotary. Which is an outrage, because I've got, to, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got all day to get to the rotary. Yeah, I know, especially if you just picked up yourself a uh, Big Mac or uh, a McDouble. No mm-hmm. kidding, right? Or a filet of fish Or like one of the 20-piece McNuggets with the honey barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah, yes. you just pick that stuff up, and uh, now you can't get there fast enough. Right? You know, who comes up with these phrases? Road, Road diet. diets. Probably it's a consultant, right? It's as stupid as, like, yep. bombogenesis. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, who's who's coming up with these names? It's, I don't know. It, you, it, it's called a lane restriction. It's like a radio consultant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those it's, who can't do teach. It's like someone telling a young broadcaster to say thunder boom booms rather than an electrical storm or you know, thunderstorms mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. What kind of douche would say something I to somebody like know. that? I don't know. Road Diet, by the way, would be a great name for a band, in my opinion. It would be a good not, band name. Not but- so much for traffic reduction, but a rock band. Worcester State Rep David LaBeouf, we talked about him yesterday on the show, charged with drunken driving. After Mass State Police found nine empty nip bottles and two cans of wine in his car? Well, he's apologized. He addressed his arrest via Twitter. That's where you go. You go to Twitter. He's, he's, using, he's using uh, Twitter to step nine himself? He's bebopping and step nine and tweeting all over the place. Sounds huh? like he just skipped uh, one through eight. 
Just he, right to the uh, the step nine. He's calling the bust a, quote, desperate wake-up call. His blood alcohol content was four times the legal limit. Try to imagine that. Four times the legal limit. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we've all kind of been there at some mm-hmm. point in our lives. Yeah, but in college. You're an elected official. <laughs> yeah. You're, you, you, your job requires votes. Think about that for a minute. If, if you're uh, you know, in that town and you're thinking, hey, how do I, uh, how do I, should, do I vote in the next election? I think I want to vote for the guy that had a whole sleeve of uh, of, uh, of Dr. McGillicuddy's and uh, and a couple you know, wine by the can, right? Which well, I don't I don't know. I'm not a wine connoisseur by any yeah. means, but I think if I'm a you know, a big wine expert, drinking it from the can isn't necessarily the way I would want to have my wine. Well, maybe because of the way he's dealing with this, he'll be seen as sympathetic and and, and intelligent. Hey, look, yeah. the guy came forward. He was honest. He realized this is a desperate wake-up call. That's the kind of guy I want to vote for. See about that. And while we talk about him with his drunken driving issues, prom this Saturday for South Hadley High School students to help keep them safe, the students there engaging in a pre-prom drunk driving awareness program. The football field, the high school, transformed into an obstacle course for seniors who learned about the impairment Drugs and alcohol can have on your mind and motor skills. They wore those special drunk goggles, you know, the ones you've, you've had those on before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they drove around in golf carts. I didn't even know I was wearing them. I had them on. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to navigate the obstacle course in the golf cart with the drunk goggles on. Are these the same goggles that make an ugly woman look good by 2 o'clock in the morning? I think. Mm. Yeah. I tried these things uh, years ago at uh, Westfield State. They had one of these... Uh, Things for all the college students, where you, they set up you. You can walk the line, you know, like with the goggles on. Is right. that a Johnny Cash song? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is a Johnny Cash song, but I don't think they were referencing Johnny Cash. They wanted gotcha. you to walk this line in a straight line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with these goggles on, and it basically just throws your perception like way off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I've never been this drunk before, <laughs> you know. <laughs> How'd you do? I failed uh, yeah. miserably. Yeah, because yeah, you can't walk a straight line when your when your eyes are you right. know, going the other way. Uh, the other way to do that, by the way, I don't know if you've done this before, is at a baseball field. You lean over and put your forehead on a baseball bat that's like grounded to the grass, and then you spin around as many times as you can while keeping the baseball bat knob on your forehead, and then you try and run the bases. You ever tried that before? No, that's a lot of fun. No. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. Give it a shot. Yeah, see, yeah. that's the, the difference between you know, fat guys like us and a former professional athlete like yourself. It didn't work for me. I think, you know, the one thing we're missing here on the show is an in- interns to carry out these various tasks yeah, for us. Yeah, we should, we should do that. We should get <laughs> we're to, not allowed to have regular interns anymore. Yeah, we should get somebody really dizzy and see if they vomit. That would be good. <laughs> we have an intern that comes in and spends one week on the radio, and yeah. then they spend another week with sales, and then they spend another week with the business office. How valuable. And then they spend another week with the promotions office, and then they're like, oh, you have some extra time. Why don't you spend another week downstairs and not learn anything? Well, and the problem is now <laughs> that you have to pay the interns. Yeah. You yeah. can't just have interns in for college credit and for the experience. You actually have to no, pay them. We used to ha- I mean, we we used to have them every year mm-hmm. and even when we started paying them. But then they changed this whole thing yeah. up to like let's put them in every department every week and I'm like that's not really an internship. An internship is learning one specific part of the craft. Well, isn't it, it? not necessarily. I mean, it, you know, a lot of places kind of, you know, move their interns around, yeah. but 
you know, um, and then when we're done with them, we back put in them the old the- back in the olden days, some of our interns actually went on to have successful broadcast careers. Mm-hmm. More successful than they would have if they stayed here. More successful than ours. It's six forty-four with back Steve and Dave. That's news. The Mass Hat coming up next. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 649, and Jimi Hendrix with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 57. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 61. It's 649. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. The mass hat crown today will be worn by a Oklahoma woman, 71 years old, charged in an incident at a Little Caesars there. Apparently, she got upset and slapped a 17-year-old Little Caesars employee and called him the N-word. She was upset. Why was she upset? Here's the lawyer for the teen that was slapped, Ronald Skip Kelly. They didn't have any of the crazy bread. She just kind of went foul about the whole issue. She proceeds to to call him the N-word. You know, if that didn't hurt you, then I'll slap you and see if that hurts you. What was more painful to him was the fact that it took so long for anything to be addressed in reference to this. They had the video. The police department had it. Lil Caesars had it. These type of cases would not have taken that long if the parties would have been reversed. Again, that is attorney Ronald Skip Kelly representing the 17-year-old kid, an employee of Little Caesars that was slapped by the woman because they didn't have crazy bread. Sounds like uh, Cleveland from the Family Guy. <laughs> Does a little bit. They don't have the crazy bread. Yeah. One more time on him. Hold on a second here. They didn't have any of the crazy bread. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Cleveland. Right. Now, I have to say, mm. I don't know if you guys have had the crazy bread. I haven't. It is crazy and delicious. Crazy good? Okay, yeah. Crazy good. So, yeah. I mean, I can understand the outrage if you felt like you were somehow crazy bread, uh, bread deficient mm-hmm. in your order. I would be outraged. I, I'd be turning yeah. over tables. Never had the crazy bread. Nor, nor have I. We should order up some crazy bread. It's no, like, you know, it's, no, no, no. Why not? That's like one of those things that I don't want anybody to bring us. You know what I mean? Crazy bread? Yeah. Why not? It's Little Caesars. Little, there ain't nothing wrong with Little Caesars. Uh, yeah, there is. <laughs> what's wrong? What's wrong with it? I, mean, I don't know. Unless you, get, you like cardboard. Well, you get two pizzas for a decent price and crazy yeah. bread. Come on in here and enjoy our cardboard spread with ragu and cheap cheese. Right, Would no you like idea. some pepperoni on that? It's actually uh, <laughs> not not pork. There's video, by the way, of this whole exchange. Yeah. Uh, we can put it up on the Rock 102 Facebook page if you want to see the whole thing. Is it loaded with profanity? Just one, no. actually. She said, When she found out there was no crazy bread, or as that attorney said, hold on a second. They didn't have any of the crazy bread. When she found that out, she went crazy and shouted, are you serious? Kind of like John McEnroe that yeah. one time. Right. You, you can't be serious. And <laughs> That one time. How about every time? She repeatedly then asked the young employee if he wanted a diploma. A diploma? And then she called him the N-word. When she later talked to cops about the whole thing, she admitted to slapping the kid and said, yes, I called him the N-word, but she said, quote, only one time, end quote. Yeah, that's not a word you can get away with just one time. That's, that's a word you should be using zero times. Yeah, and by the way, in the security footage, 
According to this report, she also seemed to be laughing afterward after calling him the N-word and complaining about the lack of crazy bread. Yeah. So... But I mean, we've all we've all had takeout food where you know you didn't get everything you, you asked for, sure. right? I mean, that happens. Yeah. Do, yeah. What do you What do you do? Do you go back and start causing a ruckus, or you just shut up and eat what you got? I guess it depends on how, how expensive your order is and how hungry you are. I don't That's know. That's True. I guess. I'd be pretty pissed off without the crazy bread, though. Uh, the victim, by the way, had been working at Little Caesars since last October. As for the woman, Rachel charged with one count of malicious harassment based upon race. Now, that's not the only potential mass hat today. There's another guy here. I had to get this in. He's a famous artist and says he's having a sexual relationship with the Mona Lisa. Do they allow you to do that? The painting, yes. Well, I don't know if there's anything illegal about it. Domingo Zapata apparently has been dubbed the next Andy Warhol. And he says he's been obsessed with the painting, the Mona Lisa, for over a decade and dreams of having sex with the woman in the famous portrait. Oh, that's, diff- that's different than actually having sex with the painting hanging in the Louvre. Right. That's an Andy Warhol. Is what that <laughs> that's is. what that is. Yeah. Different guy. Um, Zapata rose to fame with his digital takes on the Mona Lisa. So he's been obsessed with this whole thing for a long time. And by the way, he sold some of these digital representations of the Mona Lisa for large sums of money. And some of those are being displayed in the Louvre really? in Paris. Oh, yeah, I'm museum. looking at them now. Yeah. Yeah, these are kind of fancy. It's kind of cool, actually. I mean, he's defacing art, but they're interesting. He says of his relationship with the Mona Lisa, quote, it's almost one of those toxic relationships. Almost. Almost. It, yeah. Yeah, he is obsessed. I mean, there's there's like dozens of these. Yeah. Are, are, they, are they like lurid? In nature, are they sexual just by looking at them? I'm, uh, I'm not seeing anything that's particularly lurid okay. uh, yet, but, I mean, there's a lot to sift through. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to unpack here. Crazy. Crazy. Kind of like the other crazy. They didn't have any of the crazy bread. No crazy bread. Hate when that happens. Coming up next, the 102-second sports on Rock 102. And 8 a.m. Coming up on 7 a.m. on Rock 102, the weather highs in the high 50s today, highs in the low 60s tomorrow, highs near 70 on Sunday with lots of sunshine all weekend long. The weather is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. Here's your 102-second sports on Rock 102. NBA playoff action. This Sunday in Boston, game one between the Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Last night, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Dallas all advanced into the next round of the NBA playoffs. In hockey, the Bruins beat the Sabres 5-zip last night. And in the AHL, the Springfield Thunderbirds are at Providence tonight for the final regular season game. And then they'll have a week off to watch the first round of the playoffs develop. They have a bye, having clinched the number two seed in the upcoming AHL playoffs. In baseball... Toronto beat the Red Sox 1-0 yesterday. The Sox are in Baltimore tonight to start a series against the Orioles. In golf, Tiger Woods has decided he will play in the PGA Championship, the next major in Tulsa next month. He finished 47th in the recent Masters. And in the NFL, the Patriots traded down and picked 29th in the first round where they chose offensive guard Cole Strange out of Tennessee Chattanooga, considered to be a, quote, major surprise by one draft Nick and 
insane reach by another and a guy that might have been available in the second or third round, according to many experts. When Belichick was asked why he picked him, it was because... They didn't have any of the crazy bread. There you go. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know about you, but I'm certainly hoping that when Elon Musk finally gets the keys to the front door of Twitter, he drains that horrifying cesspool and turns it into something less vile and a little more useful. Because as you know, if you're willing to put on the tinfoil hat and have a good 5G connection, you can spew out all sorts of bilious nonsense on Twitter. Case in point, I present to you the string of tweets sent out last night by Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Nets. Now, that uh, Kyrie has loads of free time in his hands after, after being swept by the Boston Celtics in the opening round of the Eastern Conference playoffs, he decided to opt for airing of grievances on Twitter. According to Kyrie, quote, when I see my name getting spun through the media, I refer to all my research about who they are. Their job is to control public perception, all while profiting off discussing, discrediting, and disrespecting people's lives for entertainment. He also went on to tweet, quote, I sent shots at the puppet masters, not the puppets. All puppets do is run around society trying to gain popularity and state opinions. He then went on to say, quote, My name is worth billions to these media corporations. My brothers and sisters who deal with this know exactly what I mean. This, of course, went on for a while, and yet what I failed to see was any explanation as to why he and the rest of his teammates got manhandled by the Celtics. I didn't see anything that suggested that he or Kevin Durant bore some level of responsibility for being swept in a series that they easily could have won. What I did see is Kyrie blaming the media for having the audacity to question why. It wasn't the media that was playing great defense or shutting your team down as you got outplayed. You chose to point fingers at everybody else but you. Well, Kyrie, I'm pretty sure that Stephen A. Smith or Bax from Rock 102 weren't coming off the bench to make any of that happen. I'm sure it's because you and your teammates were playing like trash, and it was the Celtics that just put you out to the curb. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocket 707 in the clash. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 57. Tomorrow, uh, 61. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. So when coworkers clash, apparently it's due to clothing, according to a new study from the American Psychological Association. This study. Is that how you say it? Yes. Say it again. American Psychological Association. You sound like you're from uh, Chicago. Yeah. All right. I'll like take the, it. Uh, like the the bears. That yeah, guy. the bears. Like you put. Yeah, right. You put one of ours in the morgue. I'll put one of yours in the morgue. Yes. Isn't that uh, Sean Connery from uh, something? Uh, that... uh, the was it the Untouchables? Yeah, yeah, the Untouchables. Right. Well, anyway, this new study says that people who flaunt their wealth and social status with what they wear are less likely to be team players. I don't think any of us are in danger. I got cargo pants on, a sweater with stains. Backs. I don't think I have anything that doesn't have a stain on it. Right? Yeah, I mean, I've I, I, I never owned a shirt that went stain-free for more than a week. Yeah, today it's a T-shirt for you, Bax, and, yep. and Steve's got a hoodie on. So I, I don't think any of us are in that category. Actually, to be honest, that's a Carhartt sweatshirt he's wearing. That's actually probably the nicest <laughs> piece of clothing that any of us are wearing this morning. Well, yeah. it was very expensive. It was from an ex-girlfriend, so it was it's been nice and cozy. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> That's... 
<laughs> but it's the one thing you have to remember her by. Yes. But we all know one person may be at the office or we have in the past who it says here dresses so sharp it makes us question what we wear to work and then those people aren't good team players. Now I don't know if there's anybody I'm not even sure there's anybody on our whole staff that's like that here at the radio station. Is there? I mean like is there anybody that uh Well, I mean not, not really. I mean, we've had other people in the past that mm. uh, you know were not great team players, but they dressed awful. Okay, and um, that one guy used to wear turtlenecks all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's he questionable. Was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, mm. what is it with the turtleneck? I can't wear a turtleneck. Me neither. Yeah, it's been the only time I ever wore a turtleneck was when I was skiing when I was a, just a kid. Yeah, and other once I got to be an adult, no way. The only time I remember uh, somebody uh, who may not have been a team player. It had it had nothing to do with their clothing. It had more to do with like like the car they bought in two thousand eight. Remember when everything crashed and you know we had to take all uh, you know like a pay cut for uh, temporarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was somebody that you know, in the midst of this bought themselves a Jaguar, ah. which I thought, well, that's a little oddly timed. While the rest of us are, you know, you know now eating ramen noodles over the sink. <laughs> it almost be like an insult to somebody's integrity. Yes. I think you know what I'm talking about. I think I know exactly, I think I know exactly, what, you're exactly about. what I'm talking so about. So he took the clothing thing to the next level. Not just fancy clothing, but a jag. Yeah, right. Okay. And, you know, I mean, listen, you buy whatever car you want, and that's fine. It's none of my business. But mm-hmm. you know, just the timing seemed a little questionable. We had a boss back at the old radio station in Syracuse, the owner of the station, who owned a jag, and he would make the interns, back when you could have interns, go out and clean his jag in the parking lot. Really? I don't think you could do that anymore. I've never had an intern clean something for me. Mm-hmm. That's a jag off. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Completely jagged off. Um, we did have an, well, I take that back. We did have an intern that was supposed to, uh, that was asked to uh, take a, a, a leaf blower and dry out the backyard of the radio station. Okay. That was good. Yeah. He had a great <laughs> nickname. <too>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you say it on the air? Yeah, why not? Yeah, he, uh, his name was Taro because uh, <laughs> using a Taro he, leaf blower. Yeah. Taro leaf blower. That's it. It That's was good. very funny. Yeah, I, he he went along with it. That became his moniker. He uh, he capitalized. Still, I think he's on still it. using it. I think he's, yeah, it's uh, El Toro's uh, electronics. Well, there you go. That was part of the fun of having interns back in the day. You 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 hung nicknames on them. We did the same thing. Had great ones. Yeah. It's a pawn shop. But, you know, when you have, uh, I mean, for the most part, everyone here is kind of a team player. Yeah. I, mean, I can't think of anybody that's that's really not. I agree. You know, so, I mean, it's, uh, but, I mean, there are people that dress better than others, but they don't, they don't stick out. I mean, like, you know, everybody on the air, mm-hmm. I mean, you, me, you, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, Pat Kelly. Sure. Yeah, there's there's a very thin line between the way we dress and homelessness. And uh, well, other, other than Pat's uh, formal Dallas Cowboys baseball cap, so yeah, I mean, there's like the, there's that. But yeah. now he's got all that Springfield Thunderbird stuff he's wearing, That's and that right. that makes him look like he spent a little bit of money on himself. <laughs> but everybody we're... else is like, uh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. When have we ever had to dress up for any event, ever? Mm-hmm. No, well, uh, when we do the Bright Nights Ball. Yeah, that's different though. That's but that's everybody dressing up. No that's one's right. dressed up better than anybody else. We're all wearing formal wear. What are you talking about? Don Shipman had that beautiful uh, blue tuxedo on. That's true, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean it was a nicer suit. It and, just means uh, it's unusual. Brian Lapis had a really nice tuxedo on, nicer than ours. Mm-hmm. He did. Oh yeah. Well, maybe he just looks better in it. 
Yeah. Well, he fills yeah. out, he fills out a suit. Yeah, from the calves up. Mm-hmm. Don Shipman, by the way, who we haven't talked about at all, is leaving for Atlanta. Did you see that? I think it might have happened when you were on vacation. He's oh. gone. Oh no! What do we do without Don Shipman? Yeah. Well, I you know I suggested that uh, that there's really only one person that qualified for that job, and that would be that would be Tedimer. You only suggested it once, though. Well, yeah, I know, but you know, but I guess Tedimer is like real, you know, happy in mornings. Yeah, yeah and you know, go working at night's kind of a big, you know, big responsibility and a pain in the ass. Why don't they do what Western Mass News did and bring the uh, the old anchor back? Uh, you know, oh Barry, Sh- uh, uh, teach these little whippersnappers what they what they need to do. You know, you know? I, I saw Barry last weekend at that uh, grand opening of the, uh-huh. the Rockies Ace Hardware on uh, Liberty Street. Yeah. Good people. Rock mm-hmm. solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Wow, it's was, amazing how you well, remember that. What yeah. was Barry doing there then? Good ah, people, rock solid service. Ah. Yeah. Now, Barry, uh, you know, Barry was just being Barry. Mm-hmm. He was in the, in yeah. the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, he, he, he has no desire to go back. Well, good. Then that, he's got free time. We can have him here in the studio. I can meet him and try that. Is it tuna? It's egg salad. Egg salad. Hey, man, it's, yes. it's unbelievable egg salad. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's a guy who is just loving the living bejesus out of retirement. Mm-hmm. He was, like, born to be retired. You don't think he wants to go back on the air and uh, I don't, just like his protege? No, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Am I using that term correctly? Protege? No, predecessor. I, Dave, Predece- no, no. no Dave Madsen was never his protege. Uh, arch rival. I, I don't even know that you say arch, arch rival. I would say his uh, <laughs> colleague. Uh, colleague. 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 That's a nice, polite way of putting colleagues it. work together, though, don't they? Yeah, they didn't. They worked in two different places. Uh, well, oh. Dave did work at Twenty Two for a while. Nemesis. Just nemesis. I don't think there's hostility between the two of them. That I that I'm aware nemesis. of. I'm just throwing out words now. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, apprentice. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think so. But, Journeyman. But, but I don't know. No. I, but I but I think you know you know he's he's fine uh, being retired. I, I don't think he he would want to go back. Mm. But I don't know. I, you know, stranger things have happened. Yes, they have. I mean, you need the. I mean, you would need to hold like a gun to my head to get me back in here once I retire. Well, and, and how many days or hours to your retirement, by the way? I know you're keeping constant track of that. I, I do have an app that uh, <laughs> that does show, oh, yeah, 3,425 days, 16 hours, 45 minutes, and 50 seconds. But who's the, counting? Uh, I am. <laughs> I am. There and you go. And it's dwindling down with every possible second. Maybe the last day? Before you leave, you no. you wear something formal to intimidate everybody, and then you just give us the finger and walk out the door. No, you know you know me, Dave. I am the uh, I am the consummate team player. You are. Yeah, I I uh, listen. I will I will suck it up if I have to. Mm-hmm. If I if I can just fit in and slide under the radar for the next three thousand four hundred and twenty five days. Um, let's see, soldier. <laughs> no, because see that's subordinate. Su- no, because that suggests oh, yeah. that he worked underneath him. I'm trying to think of the proper name that would be uh, for the guy As- that he used to compete against. Would you associate? Associate? Mm, no, because no? associate would mean that you deal, bu- you do business together. Is counterpart a uh, a reasonable word to use? Doppelganger. They look nothing alike. <laughs> In fact, you couldn't find two news anchors that looked less alike than Dave Matson and Barry Krieger. Clone. Hardly. I don't know. Hardly clones. I don't, you know what? They may look differently, 
but the magic is in both of them. Well, I can't really argue with that. Really. And impressive vocabulary, Steve. Yeah. Gotta give you credit for that. Well, it would be impressive if I knew what any of those words <laughs> meant. That's why I kept but, but some of them were like, I didn't know the right word. Yeah, some of them were two and three syllables long. Right. You Listen, can't expect them to know that stuff. Or if you weren't reading off of thesaurus.com right now. <laughs> I went to HCC, my friend. <laughs> I, thought you, the, I thought you went to Westfield Statte. I did both. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I, I took the uh, the special classes at HCC and then moved on to the basic classes at Westfield Stott. Congrats. Yeah. It's 717 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Imagine singing so hard you miscarry your child when you're pregnant. Mary Clayton, background vocals with the Stones at Rock 102. Back Steve and Dave, good morning. Jesus. That's the story behind that, supposedly. She sang so loud and so energetically that she miscarried her child i, I don't know of any uh, obstetrician that has said uh, listen in order to carry this uh, baby to term you need to tone it down a little bit right you need to quiet down well you can actually hear if you there i think that if you like subtract the music there and just have the vocals you can actually hear jagger at one of the high pitched notes she hits there jagger's like wow like that you can hear it if you you know subtract it's a great out. performance yeah but uh, that came at a, at a terrible cost right Hey, uh, this Sunday here on Rock 102, it's Baxi's Musical Fun Bag at 9 o'clock. Uh, I'll have music from the specials, the talking heads, the Buzzcocks, television, and Bad Religion. All of that at 9 o'clock right here on Rock 102. It's Rock 102's loudest hour before Little Steven's Underground Garage. Sweet. Uh, congenital twins? I don't see. I mean, I can understand where you would think that. Well, but some of these are people suggesting these now. Oh. Enemies. Madsen and Barry are enemies. See, I don't think they are enemies. I think uh, they can send uh, compatriots. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Have you ever seen Barry and Dave Madsen in the same room together? Dude, I've got a great picture of the three of us at the Big E Media Oh, night. that's Photoshopped. No, it was not Photoshopped. They, I think they, they're the same they were, person. No, they were not. They were both there, and I said, dudes, get, get in for a selfie. And they both did it, right? Mm-hmm. Great picture. Hmm. I've seen them together in the same room, and it happened to be, I think, at the Young Building at the Big E. Uh, you have a history of uh, of kind of confusing things sometimes. So There's I'm no not gonna. Game. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna listen to you. I will find that picture and I will post it on Facebook, and yeah, you will but and you will marvel at how wonderful a photo that is. Why does Barry's uh, face look photoshopped onto Dave Madsen's body? It's <laughs> not. Yeah, I don't know about that. Bax wouldn't do that, would he? Oh yeah, no, I'd Photoshop all day long, yeah. and I'm actually uh, in my own crude way quite good at it. But uh, <laughs> but and in that case, that particular case, that's a real damn picture. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to uh, find it and I'll post it because it is a classic. Sweet contemporary. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that, that would uh, that might be more accurate. It sounds like a piece of furniture you're buying somewhere. Yeah, like uh, an IKEA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, right, exactly. This is a nice contemporary piece that uh, in 500 pieces that you need to put together yourself. <laughs> All right, yeah, we have Jody Sweden coming up after eight o'clock this morning yeah. from uh, from Full House. She's got some other projects. Oh, you got a long way to go for that. You got commercials. You got uh, news. You got a classic rock song. Oh, you yeah. got uh, now hear this. Uh, yeah. You got uh, all that stuff. I know, but well, you, you give give them a little reason to keep on sticking with us. Well, and speaking of the news coming up next, goat scaping. It's a real thing, and it's here in Western Mass. We'll explain straight ahead on Rock 102. 7.30.
We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, enjoy the April showers discount, 60% off installation. Just log on to uh, yankeehome.com. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. One of our two top stories today, a 58-year-old homeless man arrested after two incidents reported to police that he's allegedly masturbating in public areas. How do you allegedly masturbate? Don't uh, Isn't it usually pretty uh, obvious to the untrained eye what you're doing? I think almost everything has to be, quote, allegedly until it's official and is charged and gets to court. I yeah. think that's just part of the wording these days that you have to go through. In any case... Lawrence Larry Disco. Yes, that's his name. According to West Springfield Police, this guy was on the Connecticut River walking bikeway right behind Riverdale Shops, and he was partially nude and masturbating. Hand to Glenn Combat. <laughs> Hand to Glenn. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's right. That's not part of the police report, but it should be. Should be. The suspect ran into a wooded area along the riverbank, and then he was confronted by a witness. What was he doing? He was making stomach pancakes. Now, would you confront a guy in the middle of that? I would do everything I can to avoid him. Well, I'd walk around him. Yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd go to. You know, I come up from behind. I I pop back into Costco if I had to. I think maybe the confrontation that they speak of in the report was just automatic. It's like if you're standing there and this guy's like, oh. Whoa, you've you've made a confrontation. I'm just looking for a ride. I'm hitchhiking to the sky. <laughs> so, again, if you... Uh, now, if I'm going to say this bike path is behind the Riverdale shops, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, apparently. All right, yeah. So, so it's probably another guy on a bike on the bike path uh, who, saw, who saw this and then confronted him. Again, if I see something like this in public, I just keep moving on. Right. The, the the witness backs was a guy and his wife and their young son. All right. Then, then I guess I got to stand up. Yeah. And well, it was a little crimp in the wire there, buddy. That's it. It was discovered that Mr. Disco, again, that's his name. Johnny Disco. Larry Disco. Larry Disco. He was a registered sex offender, and his last known address was in Holyoke, but because of a restraining order, he's not able to actually live there. So he's homeless. Unable to find any place for some privacy, like we well, just talked yeah, about. Yeah. Right? If you don't have a place to go, uh, yeah. where are you going to liquidate the inventory? Yeah, That's you know exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Good, no good question. No yeah. place to come or go. Oh, I Ooh, see what well, you did Look there. at you I, getting clever. Well, uh, trying to keep up with the <laughs> spirit you, of this show. You should have said shaking hands with Yule Brenner. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> Chickabee police had been called to the stop and shop. On Memorial Drive, later identified as Disco, this guy openly masturbating on a bench. Mm. Those of you older are thinking about what Yule Brenner looked like. Yeah, mm. they, uh, they, then all of a sudden it makes sense. Search it up. Maybe could you? Maybe Patrick Stewart. Captain Picard. Yeah, How about there that? there you go. Sure. Yeah. Picard. <laughs> yeah. Like updated a little bit, right? I guess you could. <laughs> Just saying. Uh. Nicole LaChapelle, the... Mayor of East Hampton, still in trouble over those comments she made recently. They were racially tinged, made them to a student, black and white issues, that whole business. She's apologized for that. She says, quote, at the We the People practice session, I intended to share my perspective about implicit bias. Yes, I swore as well. Yes, I had a rough morning. Not excusable. 
but human. But what came out of my mouth was total garbage. Yes. For that, I apologize. Right. What did she say again? She said something about how a black student was speaking or not speaking in, in a white manner or something like that. Wasn't that what it was? It was, it was something like that. It, it, it was something where... Oh, here it is. You don't talk like a white person, and that's fine, she said. That was the quote. Yeah. Well, not her best moment, that's for sure. But, mm -hmm. Leo, we, as we said last hour, there have been people who have been canceled for a whole lot less than that. Sure. I, I, just, I just don't understand what she meant by that. I don't what, like what was the context behind of what what was she, she said she was trying to be to, to talk about racial bias somehow. Oh, she did a very good job. Yeah, she, she got everybody else talking about <laughs> racial bias. Sure, yeah. it's effective, right? As long as we're talking about politicians, Governor Charlie Baker is the nation's most popular governor. How about that, Rhino? He's been uh, America's most popular governor a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, during the pandemic, uh, everyone was kind of like a little, uh, a little bent out of shape about mm -hmm. the guy. But you know, for the most part, he's had a pretty high approval rating for his entire yeah. run. I would have preferred a Jane Swift. You you prefer Jane Swift or, over uh, Charlie Baker? Michael Dukakis wasn't he the governor? Yeah, he was the governor. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was. And ran for president too. Yes, he Told did. Told an embarrassing photograph atop the tank. Remember that? I do. I and do. of course, there was Kitty too. That yeah, may have hurt, hurt his chances. There a was bit. also that Willie Horton thing, too. That, yeah. uh, that kind of mm, really sure. put the frosting on the cake. Well, as for Charlie Baker, our governor, who's outgoing, a survey conducted by the Morning Consult found out that he has a 74% approval rating. And that's the highest in the nation among governors. That's almost unheard of in politics on any level. Yeah, and the disapproval rating backs is just 21% as well. So he's got it working on both ends. Yeah, I mean, he's. To be honest, he's done a, a, a pretty good job, and of all the politicians that have been on this show over the years, Charlie Baker is the most human-like, if you can uh, hmm. understand what I'm getting at. Like, he comes off like an actual human being as opposed to a, uh, a slogan-spouting automatron. Well, maybe that's why he's been popular. Probably. Or one of the reasons. Hey, you want to hear an outdated uh, political joke? Yeah. Sure. What do Krista McAuliffe and Donna Rice have in common? Let me think about that. Now, Krista McAuliffe, the astronaut. Yeah. Donna Rice, the former consort of, who was it? Uh, Gary, Gary Hart. Gary Hart. Yeah. Yes. They, they both went down on the Challenger. Hey. Oh, oh wow. Listen to you. You know, that's one, of those, of park. that's one of those ones where you can laugh at the Donna Rice one, but you don't want to laugh at the Krista McAuliffe now part. Now you do. Uh, you you kind of do. I don't. Is it, is it too soon for Listen, you? Listen, laughter <laughs> is the best medicine. Right. Hey, by the way, I just uh, posted that uh, photograph mm -hmm. of uh, me, Dave Matson, and Barry Krieger mm -hmm. all in the same room. The fake? It's not fake. Mm. It is not fake. The only thing fake is, I believe, the color of Dave Matson's hair. But <laughs> other than that, it's all real, unretouched. Back to Governor all Baker. Right. Back to Governor Baker and his approval ratings. By the way, Governor Phil Scott of Vermont, right behind him at 72% approval. Connecticut's Democratic Governor Ned Lamont, 18th with a 57% approval rating. And you may be wondering who's at the bottom of the list among governors? Who? Oregon's Kate Brown and the guy in Hawaii. Oh, I hate those two. Yes. Both at <laughs> They're 40, the worst. 41%. And you wonder well, they, why, with that great approval rating, yeah, but Mr. Baker's not going to run again. How do they do that? Hmm. How do they measure that? Are they measuring it by only the people in the state 
well, his popularity level here in the state is 55% or yeah. whatever it is. I think that's how they're doing 74%. Because I don't, I, he just mentioned two governors I hadn't heard, never right. heard and, of them And before. that's why you couldn't, you couldn't uh, qualify that, those kinds of results if you're doing it that way. So mm-hmm. it would have to be, you know, what's the, who's got the highest approval rating in the state that they're governing? So you know, my mm-hmm. guess is, uh, what do you say, Oregon and Hawaii? For the lowest ones? For the lowest ones? Correct. All right. Well, then those people in those states can't stand that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them Democrats, by the way, in Oregon and Hawaii. What did you say her name is? Kate Smith? Kate Brown? Kate Brown. It was Kate Smith from Charlie's Angels. I'd vote for her every single time. Or the Kate Smith that used to belt out the uh, God Bless America before the Philadelphia Flyers hockey game. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Kate Jackson. Jacqueline Smith is who I'm thinking right? of. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah. You want to you wanna go back in time, Steve. You're a youngster. Take a look at old pictures Bro, of Jacqueline Smith. The best angel. Woo! Yes. Man. I remember her. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Whoa, boy. <laughs> Settle down. She's still not bad looking. <laughs> oh, yet. my God, yes. And while you're doing that, how about a little goat scaping? Now, is that where you actually trim the goat to uh, to conform to certain uh, you know, social mores? Maybe some people, that's the case. But in this case, it's to clean up your yard. And there's two Northampton residents that are renting out goats to help people across Western Mass clear out the brush that's built up over the winter months. They're calling it goat scaping. You know what? I know people that, that have owned goats. Mm-hmm. You know, back in uh, my hometown, I knew loads of folks, uh, goat people. Goat people. And they and those goats, you know, they do nothing. All, all goats do, like their job, their primary function yeah. is to eat grass all day. Yeah. And, uh, man, they do a beautiful job. Well, shortly after purchasing a few goats to clean up the brush in their own yard, Meg McCutcheon and Jeb Johansmeyer started their own company. It's called MJ Goatscaping, and you can hire the goats for well, your own yard. I'll How about you, that? I got to do something because I, ne- I need somebody to be mowing my lawn, and if it's mm-hmm. a couple of goats, I'll take it. That would be uh, good for you. Having goats? Yeah. The yeah, problem not- is I've heard that goats don't necessarily eat the things you want them to. Mm. They might not eat the grass when they get in your yard. Right. They might eat the azaleas or the, or the rose bushes. I don't want that, but uh, I got to... Got to do something about that lawn. It's already getting unruly. Well, maybe we can ask some questions. Maybe get the people from MJ Goatscaping on. Ask them what it's all about. How much? I want to know how much it costs. Don't you? I want to know. Or maybe go to the website. What's it called? MJ, as in their names, Meg and Jeb. Yeah. MJ Goatscaping. MJ I, Goat. I don't know what the website is. Scaping. Uh, the guy, Jeb, told Western Mass News that goatscaping leaves no carbon footprint compared to big machinery like lawnmowers. And when they're finished, of course, he adds, the goats leave the ground fertilized as well. So there's an extra benefit. Oh, hey, how about that? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, let's see. I, uh, I don't see a website for this. It just I, All it came up was the article mm-hmm. when I did that. Right. Mm, I don't know. It's probably not as expensive as you probably think it is. It probably takes an awful long time, too. Yeah, I can't imagine they just... It's not like, oh, yeah, uh, you want a four-hour rental or a uh, eight-hour rental? Yeah, these aren't like Kobayashi type of goats. Yeah. You know, where they're trying to eat as much lawn as they possibly can in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and right. they're employing kids. I can't oh, believe right. it. It's child labor <laughs> laws. I see what you yeah, did there. I see what I did there. Very good. That's a thing. I yes. heard, that, uh, heard that one from uh, Jillian Andrews from 22. <laughs> and I wonder if they eat the goats <laughs> at some her. point, too. They're priceless. You ever see her, by the way? Jillian, Jill- Jillian Andrews? No. On 22 News? I Ooh, don't know if I maybe. have. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm now that Kelly's gone, this is the new one. Okay. It, really? This is the one I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> fixing. This is the one you're pining for now. Yes. Jillian well, Andrews. 
I'll go look it up as soon as All I'm right, done uh, delivering the news here. She went to SU, Newhouse School of Communications. Oh, yeah. 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 Otherwise known as Syracuse University. All right. Yeah. Uh, she, oh, oh, yes, I have seen yeah. her. Oh, yes. She's, she's saucy. Yeah. She's more than saucy. Hey, one last consumer warning for you here. A brand of ground beef sold in Massachusetts may have been contaminated and has been recalled. It's got the E. coli. Certain packages of Laura's Lean Beef. Laura's Lean Beef. It's a brand sold at grocery stores across the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. It could contain that bacteria, according to the USDA. So be careful mm. of that stuff. Remember Laura's Beef. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's lean beef. Tell Laura I love her and her beef. It's 742. It's like an Arby's party going on down there. <laughs> Who wants to bring the horsey sauce? Me. You'll straighten out your curly fries. There that's for you sure. go, baby. It is 742. Back Steve and Dave coming up next now. Hear this. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 748 and Def Leppard with Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's going to be nice today. Sunny and a high of uh, 57. Uh, the Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale now at rock102.com. It's brought to you by Swing Oil Beer Company. Get 12 rounds of golf for an unbelievable price, only $199. It's less than $17 a round. Of course, it's like uh, the Ledges and Wyckoff Country Club and Brattleboro Country Club. Uh, to get one, you just got to go to rock102.com. Again, all brought to you by, the, uh, by Swing Oil Beer and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. An interesting exchange between Depp's driver, Starling Jenkins, and an attorney asking some questions. Here you go. When you arrived at the house and went in, was it just Mr. Depp and Amber Heard? Just Mr. Depp and Amber Heard. Then you went in the house and saw Mr. Depp in the foyer, correct? Yes, correct. And Mr. Depp was trying to urinate in the foyer, wasn't he? No. Mr. Mr. Depp had his penis out of his, Objection. Out of his pants, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he got scolded for that question. <laughs> what would be the purpose of that questioning? What, I mean, what's the attorney trying to get They're out of that? They're probably trying to paint the fact that he's an alcoholic and he doesn't care about things and, you know. Irresponsible. I mean, they, they yeah. he was trying to lead him into the question. Uh, he was a bunch of leading questions the other day when they were talking about, well, you poured yourself a mega pint of wine and he's like, a mega pint, huh? Like, yeah, I call like, that a like, glass. Come, well, he did. I mean, he did take. If the in the video, you can see him take a big glass and then pour almost the whole bottle of wine into it. So, well, he was probably very thirsty. You ever yeah, think about that? But it's it's her lawyer trying to get him to admit that. Yeah, you know what? He's a reckless mm-hmm. jerk. Yes, you know. But he may be more of a reckless jerk because of the treatment he received from his girlfriend Amber Heard. Could be. Depp, Could be. Depp, by the way, himself was laughing hysterically at that last clip about his own penis being described in court. He's getting a kick out of this whole thing. Well, you know, I mean, I, to be honest, I think there are more people on his side right yes. now than people anticipated when this thing started. Undoubtedly. Clip number two, a big announcement from James Corden on The Late Show last night. I'm happy to announce today that I've signed a new contract to carry on hosting the Late Late Show. Well, wait, hang on. Wait, because that's... I appreciate it. 
That's really only half the story on this one. Um, <laughs> no, uh, the other half is, the sadder news is I've decided, um, I've decided to sign for one more year on the show and that this will be, this will be my last year hosting the Late Late Show. Does anyone care? No, you know, not really. That to me, this is the uh, the same as a tree falling in the woods. Mm-hmm. If no one is there to watch it, because I'm not sure many people are, sure, and no one hears it, then it must not I, have actually happened. I don't, uh, you know, other than this show, I've never heard anybody really go, "Hey, did you see James Corden last <laughs> night? Holy crap, was he funny?" Yeah, I, 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 like I don't see a lot of highlights going around. It's it's interesting because I mean, late night TV used to be enormous yeah. when there was just one or two guys, and then now there's like seven or eight guys, well, and there's like a late show, and then there's a later show, and there's too much. Yeah, but yeah, but, it, but I've heard this said before. It's yeah. like you know, it, all the highlights of these shows are whittled down and put on YouTube. So the only thing anyone really knows from the James Corden show is that you know carpool karaoke thing, right? And like one other bit. But yeah, but other than that, you know, who the hell knows what's going on at his show, Jimmy Fallon show? I haven't heard anyone say uh, squat about Seth Meyers, and sometimes Jimmy Kimmel gets on. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, there's there's the, the importance of late night TV is not uh, that big a deal anymore. And Conan is gone. Yeah, right. So it's probably the the truly funniest one of the bunch. I agree. So anyway, Corden with one more year coming up. Clip number three. An elderly Louisiana man was attacked by an animal. Here's Slidell, Louisiana's public information officer, describing the incident. A 78-year-old elderly man who was just attacked unprovoked by a squirrel that came from like a, a roof soffit area of his house. And, and the caller said the squirrel was actively eating the man's hand. Ooh. The elderly man was trying to choke the squirrel and get the squirrel off of him, but he couldn't. Life and death battle going on there. The squirrel was trying to eat. The poor guy's hand. That's nuts. Ha! Huh? I see what you did there. Nuts, because they store nuts yeah. for the winter time. I got it. Yes. Uh, did you guys ever be, were you ever attacked by a, a wild animal of any kind? Bird? Uh, bird or anything like that? <clears throat> I, uh, I have shared the story before, Dave, but I don't think I've ever shared this with you. Please. As a young boy, I was at the Capron Park Zoo in uh, uh, Attleboro, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. With my grandfather, just walking around the duck pond one day, and one of the things that uh, the children used to do is feed the ducks bread, uh-huh. stale bread. Sure, put it through the uh, the chain link fence, yep. and you'd feed the ducks. Yep. Well, one day I'm there with my grandfather, and I too am feeding the ducks stale pieces of bread. Uh huh. Putting my fingers in the bag. Sure. Giving a piece of bread to the duck. Okay. Well, there was this one bloodthirsty duck that mm-hmm. decided to uh, grab a hold of my finger and clamp down on it. He wouldn't let it go. Wow. It's attacked by a duck. The only thing that saved me from certain death from the, the clutches of his powerful jaws was my grandfather taking the taking his foot and kicking the living crap out of that duck to save his young grandson's life. Grandpas are owe, our heroes. I owe a great deal of gratitude to that old man. God mm-hmm. rest his soul. Mm-hmm. But if it had not been for him, I might have been totally consumed by that bloodthirsty flesh-eating duck. I got uh, bitten by two dogs in the same calendar year when I was about four. Did you hear what I just said about the duck? I did. <laughs> you got bitten by dogs? 
Twice. I think, the same told me, I think you told me the well, well, and, and But and, no, but, but, but I still love dogs. I was you know, I got bit right through the nose by one dog bending over to pet it, and then the other one bit me on my finger. Same calendar year, but I, I still love dogs. Yeah, you probably weren't old enough to uh, have the PTSD hatred maybe, for it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Whereas I am consumed with <laughs> repressed some you know, now, subliminal you know, a, a nightmare. At four years old, how much of the attack do you remember? I remember it clearly. We yeah. were at my my mom who was single at the time because my dad was out of the picture, was dating a, a guy uh, on the beach in southern Connecticut. We were at his place, beach house. He had a Dalmatian. I had a toy Superman in my hand. This is how much detail I remember. And when I bent down to pat the dog, he leaped up and bit me through the nose. The blood started leaking on my Superman. I got upset because I thought Superman was invincible. And another date ruined for your mo- yeah. poor mother. Yes. You know, this is like a theme with you. Right? You, you ruined uh, one date with your mom. <laughs> Didn't you say that last week or uh, earlier this week? Maybe. I don't know. At yeah, least one. You, I don't you know. Were, uh, there was, you were older. You were a teenager. And... Uh, didn't you remember this story? Yeah, I think he, something like that. Yeah, told, told this story. I'll go along know. with it. Whatever. I'm guilty. Sure. I don't know, but yeah, I probably have. But at the age of four, if you ruin a date, do you have any culpability for that? I don't know. I mean, your story's cute, but let me just uh, point out <laughs> that duck. I was I was killed by a I, I was nearly killed by a murderous waterfowl. Can you eat Peking duck at a Chinese restaurant now? I can't even look at a Peking duck. <laughs> Clip number four. A like new- I, I get like yeah, like uh, you know Vietnam style PTSD as a result of that. Nice. Clip number four from a New York Walmart, where one of the employees got on the loudspeaker, and you guys are going to love this one. Sang out a tune. Time. Closing never felt so fine. There you go. This is why I <laughs> never go into a Walmart late at night. Ever. Well, could happen on a Walmart, could happen on a Southwest Airlines flight. Maybe, but Listen, particularly in a Walmart. I'm going to call fake news on that. There ain't nobody that happy working at a Walmart. <laughs> nobody. They don't even want to help you because they right. just, and you know what? It's like you give them a pass mm-hmm. because it's like I know the horrible working conditions that you're being subjected <laughs> to, and I'm not going to bother you and ask you whether you know where this is because you probably don't. <laughs> well, it's worth hearing one more time because I know you guys love Neil Diamond. Let's hear it one more time. Sweet closing time. Duh. Closing never felt oh, so fine. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Doesn't say what city in New York, but uh, we can search that up for you. Coming up next, you want to see what Brown can do? Listen to the 102-second sports straight ahead on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 a.m. at Rock 102. We're going to have highs in the 50s today with sunshine, highs in the low 60s tomorrow with sunshine, and on Sunday, highs near 70 with sunshine. And with the 102-second sports now, starting off with some NBA action. Celtics, Bucks, game one Sunday in Boston at 1 o'clock. Other NBA playoff action last night. Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Dallas all advancing to the next round. In hockey, the Bruins shut out the Sabres 5-zip. In the AHL, the Thunderbirds, with a number two seed in the upcoming AHL playoffs, have a meaningless final regular season game tonight at Providence. In baseball, Toronto over the Red Sox, 1-0. The Sox are at Baltimore tonight to start a series against the Orioles. In golf, Tiger Woods committing to play in the next major, the PGA Championship in Tulsa, Oklahoma next month. Tiger finishing 47th recently in the Masters. And 
The NFL draft highlights for you from last night. Aaron Rodgers got screwed again. The Packers didn't get him a wide receiver. Kenny Pickett's small hands didn't prevent the Pitt quarterback from being selected number 20 overall by the Steelers. And one of your favorites backs, Andre Sauce Gardner, the Mm -hmm. self-proclaimed chosen one you talked about yesterday. Chosen by the Jets. Number four overall. That's right. That's an act of God right there. (laughs) Exactly right. There were some trades, by the way, and we'll get to that in the view from the couch in a moment, but the one that didn't involve the Patriots, the Titans uh, trading veteran wide receiver A.J. Brown to Philadelphia for draft picks, and the Baltimore Ravens trading another Brown, Marquise Hollywood Brown, to Arizona for a number one pick. The Patriots also made a trade, and they also made a surprising draft pick. We'll get to that next. With Bex, this view from the couch on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, last night was the first round of the NFL draft. You had teams making deals, taking picks, analysis up the wazoo, scrutiny, inquisition, disbelief, outrage. And that was all before the Patriots traded down from the number 21st pick with Kansas City and then chose uh, Chattanooga guard Cole Strange with a 29th pick in the draft. Last night, Jacksonville opened things up by selecting Georgia linebacker Trayvon Walker with the number one pick, followed by Michigan defensive end Aiden Hutchinson going to the Lions, followed by LSU cornerback Derek Stingley Jr., the grandson of former Patriots wide receiver Daryl Stingley. Which then brings me all the way down to number 29, when the Patriots selected a guy who, according to Mel Kuyper, was a huge reach for the Patriots, a guy who wasn't expected to be picked until the round uh, three. In fact, while the Patriots were still on the clock, Rams head coach Sean McVay was in the middle of a news conference when the Patriots selected Cole Strange, and McVay laughed and said, wow, Cole Strange just went? How about that? And we wasted our time thinking he'd be available at 104, maybe. Now, you might wonder, hey, Baxi, why the hell were the Patriots uh, thinking about this guy at number 29? To which I would say, I have no idea, other than I'm pretty sure that Bill Belichick has forgotten more about football than I will ever know. And he seems to think this kid is just what they needed. Is Cole Strange what they needed? Well, the Patriots could use a beefy, strapping young man the offensive line, that is for sure. And according to Belichick, quote, he's long, he's athletic, he's physically tough, an aggressive player, and he's smart that makes a lot of good decisions. Well, that's certainly good enough for me. Were there more exciting options out there? Sure. But who am I to think that my ideas about the draft are more informed than Bill Belichick's? I don't know Jack compared to that guy. The only time will tell whether the trading down to get Cole Strange was worth the gamble. Either way, the Patriots still have six more picks to go before they can put Mel Kuyper back in the cryogenic ice chamber for another age-defying deep freeze. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go take care of your lawn. Get Scott's four-step today. Step one, go to Rocky. Step one through four after that, that's yeah, you got to follow the uh, instructions on the bag. 80 bucks out the door with your Ace Rewards card. No rebate nonsense. You get your lawn care expertise done right. Good people, rock-solid service, and Scott's four-step at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810. 
and ACDC with Back in Black on Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny, high of 58. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, high of 62. Sunny uh, on Sunday with a high of 70. That looks like the uh, the gem of the weekend. It's about, to, I don't know, 43 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. You probably remember uh, the show Full House with the uh, with the late Bob Saget and John Stamos and uh, Dave Coulier and the kids, all the kids, the Olsen twins or what have you. On the phone this, uh, right now is uh, actress Jody Sweeten. Jody Sweeten on Rock 102. Hi, Jody. Hey, how are you? Good. V- very good. How are you? I'm doing all right. You yeah? Know, y- you should be like a spokesman for Sweeten Low. Ever- <laughs> well, actually, there was a great uh, tweet by Devin Sawa, who is, was a... Um, Somebody I grew up with is a fellow actor, but he said, uh, what did he tweet? He said, I always thought I'd marry Jody Sweeten so we could be Sweet and Sawa. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Except Sweet yeah. and Low, sweet yeah. and low leaves a weird taste in your mouth, and, and, and you don't do that for most people. I bet I know of. Yeah, no, it really, yeah, it does. It's the, the aspartame, you know. I'd like to, to avoid that as possible. <laughs> so this is uh, this is kind of a like a, a like a bittersweet year for you. You're, on one hand, you're very very busy, but then you you know we also lost uh, you know Bob Saget uh, just a, just a few uh, yeah. months ago. You know we've had him on the show uh, a number of times, and and it's 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 a real loss not just for fans but for people who knew him. Uh, it had to be you know particularly difficult. Oh, it was, um, it was just so sudden. And I, I feel like sometimes I, it, it hasn't hit me sometimes because I'll, you know, I'll, I'll think about him or I'll expect to see him chime in on our group text, the Full House family group text, or I'll expect to see him somewhere. And it's just, it, it, you know, it hasn't quite sunk in yet. But yeah, Bob was a really, really important part of my life and somebody who had been in my life for 30, almost 36 years, you know? Um, so it, he was a, it was a huge, huge loss. <laughs> and, and you guys still do a group text? Oh, we've been, we're like <laughs> really close. We, we never stopped being family. Like the, the 20 years in between full and fuller house, it wasn't like we all went our separate ways. No, we've, we've family barbecues and weddings and vacations and get togethers and baby showers and all that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, that's kind of like that's a real family. That's kind of nice to hear because sometimes you hear about you know casts and TV shows that you know once once the show is done they can't wait to get the hell away from each other and that's I mean I think that's kind of cool that you guys were able to do that. No, that that was definitely not the case with us. If anything, we actually spent almost more time together, you know, post working together uh, than than we did when the show was on. So I was always really grateful for that. That it was it was a real genuine family. We're talking to Jody Sweeten on Rock 102, and you appear at some of these conferences from time to time. I'm looking on your Wikipedia page. It looks like you were at the Wizard World Chicago event back in 2015. Do you get, what's the most common question that you get from fans? Um, can you say how rude? That's usually the one I get most often, and I'm pretty sure at this point how rude will be like on my tombstone or like engraved on my urn. Are you sick of it? No, you know what? You know what? Here's the thing. I realized that Full House had such a special place in people's hearts growing up. Um, and I think about things like that for me. Like, I, I'm, I freaked out. I met Carol Spinney, who was Big Bird on Sesame Street. <laughs> I was, uh, this was like years ago in my adult life. And I, you would have thought I was a five-year-old kid. <laughs> I was so excited. I lost my mind. I was like, oh, my God, it's Big Bird. Oh, my God, wait, do the Big Bird voice. Like, the whole thing. And I was like, 
he's probably like, look, lady, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I'm, a, I'm an 80-year-old man. I'm sure I shouldn't be approached like this. I'm an 80-year-old man, right. I am not a bird. And I'm like, but you are, but you are. Um, you know, and so I realized that that kind of stuff has a really special place in people's hearts. And so the opportunities that I've had have really come from being Stephanie as a kid. And a lot of that stuff has grown, you know, as I become an adult. So I'm actually really grateful for it. And it doesn't bother me. You know, I think that maybe when I was like 15 and just embarrassed, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so uncool. But, you know, <laughs> you tend to get over that by the time you're like 30. You've got a, uh, a couple of reality shows coming up. One is uh, Beyond the Edge on CBS. But the one that I want to ask you about is the Food Network's Worst Cooks in America Celebrity Edition. How bad of a cook are you? Yeah. How, how awful uh, are you? Well, well apparently I wasn't great. I, you know, we had to cook a baseline meal for the, first, um, for the first episode, which premiered on the 24th. And uh, I thought I was doing fine. But apparently, like, like canned refried beans and 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 stuff like that and like you know I really I didn't I didn't cook very well and my kids will actually completely 100% agree with that so I'm great at ordering takeout like takeout man I can cook anything you want Italian you want sushi you want whatever you want I can I can postmates that but uh Cooking it is a whole different story. So now I feel a little more confident in my cooking ability. Well, good, good. We're talking to Jody Sweeten, who is on Full House and Fuller House here on Rock 102. And I see in that picture I mentioned on Wikipedia that apparently your Twitter handle is Jody Tweeten. Is that right? It was originally. Now it's uh, Jody Sweeten. But it was years ago, gosh, probably like 10, about 10 years ago, I originally started as Jody Tweeten. And that was... Dave Coulier's idea, who uh-huh. played uh, Joey on the house. I was at his <laughs> house for a barbecue or something, and I was like, oh, man, I need to get on Twitter, but, like, I don't want to, and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you're at Jody Tweeten. Like, you have to do that. So I did, and then eventually it just became easier well, to so, go by so, Jody so, Tweeten across everything. But. So now that you've given us your handle, why don't you give us all your most important passwords, too? <laughs> <laughs> And, and also my debit card. Correct? Yeah, that would be great. Uh, Social Security <laughs> number would be ready to go. Social Security, you want that too? <laughs> sure. Yeah, hey, I'll just give it all. You're also doing some podcasting I'm too. Ter- I'll tell you I'm terrible on Twitter. <laughs> ah, yeah, we all yeah, are. I do have a podcast. I know. I, I, have a, I have a podcast, never thought I'd say this, which is uh, me and my best friend, Celia Behar. <laughs> she also happens to actually be a licensed therapist and, and know a few things. But we started uh, a podcast that's a lot of ridiculous stories of parenting and our parenting fails and really tries to poke fun at ourselves and, and our families and our kids and make everybody feel a little bit better that parenting is not easy for anyone. No, it is not. How old are your kids? My oldest daughter just turned 14, and then my younger one will be 12 in August. Oh, so, so you've, yeah. you've, 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 barely, you've barely gotten to the bad years. <laughs> you don't. Say that, <laughs> <laughs> Jody. It's great to talk to you. Best of luck in all the things you're uh, you're doing, the the shows and the uh, the podcast. And thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. What? Rock 102. Back, Stephen Dave Aerosmith with uh, Stephen Tyler. The big question is, where is he going to show up this weekend? What restaurants he going to be attending? He's been in uh, what a couple different ones in the last 
10 days or so, right? Well, you've been in a couple in uh, in Boston, but mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, interesting to me how there hasn't been reports of a rock star in western Massachusetts going to a place to eat since John Bon Jovi allegedly lived in East Lomito wow. and was going to Ramito's for the French toast. So we're overdue then, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's long overdue, and, and uh, it's not like... Some of these rock stars are not familiar with the area. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they know what Western Mass is all about. And having Steven Tyler come and, you know, uh, you know, have like a Fatush salad in the Deems or uh, mm-hmm. the Burnt Ends at Theodore's mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, a big giant pretzel at the Fort, I think we'd all <laughs> like to see that happen. Well, there was a report, I think, um, maybe six months or so ago, William Shatner going to a deli somewhere in Connecticut. Yes. Because of the sandwich there that he wanted. I was thinking it was a corned beef sandwich or something like that. It was uh, Ryan's Deli, I yes. believe it was. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they got, they got a good corned beef sandwich. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. But, you know, if you've ever had that big giant pretzel at the fort or, uh, you know, maybe uh, the, that little salad with the Roquefort dressing. Oh, God. Or the, <laughs> or the fried camembert cheese. Oh, Jesus. That's so damn good. Well, the only thing I've had among the list that you mentioned there was the burnt ends. You took me out to lunch my first week I was here, and I'd never had it before. It was great, the sure. burnt ends. I've gone back there two or three separate times with my buddy Steve and some of the guys uh, from the uh, the baseball team, the yeah. local baseball team, and, and I got burnt ends every single time because it was so good. So. Oh, they're addicting. Yeah. That, 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 that's like my crack to me mm-hmm. right there, the burnt ends. That's awful good. But yep. now I'm also hearing uh, you haven't been to Nadim's. That Nadim's yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, have? oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But Nadim is on his social media now. Uh, you know, soliciting for help and calling it Springfield's most exciting restaurant. Hmm. Now, I love Nadim. Right. I He's a great guy. Love his restaurant. Yeah. But the most exciting? Yeah. Ooh, it's hard to tell who's, uh, I mean, because I've all, I'm, listen, I'm yep. always excited to go. Right. I, you know, you, you, you give me, uh, you give me that uh, that little garlic spread, the tomb. Oh my god, that's so damn good! It, or the or the chicken wings. Yeah, guy makes some of the best chicken wings in the in the city. Uh, the pea soup is great. Is it the most exciting? Or the lentil soup? I guess it is. I don't know. You're right. That's I, a, that's it, a whole it, different category of restaurant. Exciting. Yeah, restaurant. I'm not saying it's not exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. I got you. But you're really putting yourself out there when mm. you say the most exciting. And yeah. what is it going to take? Right. To be even more exciting than that. How mm. much does he have to do to maintain that level of arousal when you go you. into Nadim's? I hear you. But do you hear me? I mean, <laughs> I'm talking arousal. You know, a total yeah. blood flow arousal. <laughs> well, yeah, that that would be important. Um, as long as I don't serve duck, obviously, which we learned well, I, listen, last hour from and, you. Then I don't order the duck. <laughs> I mean, I'll, if you serve duck, I'll go into the restaurant, but... Mm-hmm. You're not going to see me order the duck. Mm-hmm. I don't mind eating a duck as long as the duck is not eating, eating me. You. It's just about 8.32. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. So, Nicole LaChapelle still in the news, backs The ongoing controversy over the East Hampton mayor and the comments she made recently to a high school student of color when she said during a run-through for the We the People event... She said to this student of color, quote, like your cadence is a little, it's not white, she said. Like, you don't talk like a white person or anything, and that's fine, end quote. So that was the clip, and that was the quote. She has apologized, and she's issued an official statement saying, quote, at the practice session, I intended to share my perspective about implicit bias. And yes, I swore as well. And yes, I had a rough morning, not excusable, 
but human. End quote from Mayor LaChapelle. You know, the uh, the problem uh, that ha- that happens is, you know, your intent in your head, mm-hmm. you got the whole thing worked out in your head. Sure. You know, you know exactly what you want to say. Mm-hmm. And then you say it, and it pours out of your mouth. The moment it comes out of your mouth, you say, oh, no. Yeah, it's like you I wish you had a rope have... to pull it back in, right? You know, some, I mean, it happens you know, from time to time when, yep. you, when you think you're trying to, <laughs> when you see it all the time, when you, when you see people trying to say something either profound right. or sensitive yep. or, or they express an opinion that they feel passionate about, mm-hmm. and it just comes out sounding so stupid. Yep. I get the sense that's kind of what happened here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if if uh, Mayor LaChapelle is a racist. I don't really know her to, to make that kind of judgment. But it's possible that what she thought she was saying and what actually came out of her mouth were two totally disconnected things. Yeah, she was trying to comment on race, and she was actually offering public speaking advice to yeah. the students, and it just didn't work. Well, if you're going to speak about race, mm-hmm. make sure that you know exactly how you want to word it. Especially Because these it days. matters. Yes, it does. A Springfield man pleading guilty earlier this week to drug trafficking charges involving fentanyl. 48-year-old Juan Jimenez of Springfield selling fentanyl to an undercover agent. That might have been a mistake. Specifically, he met the undercover officer at a parking lot in Sturbridge where he provided the agent with a package containing almost 50 grams of fentanyl. Now, I, I don't know. I have no sense of that amount of fentanyl and whether or not that's a large amount to you. I don't have any dealings with fentanyl. Well, if I remember my schoolhouse <laughs> rock from the 1970s, yeah. I believe the gram is the weight of a simple raisin or a paperclip. Okay. So 50 grams of that. And fentanyl, very dangerous. Yes, that's. I believe that's enough to kill an entire city. During the meeting between Mr. Jimenez and the agent, Mr. Jimenez expressed, exp- expressed to the agent that he didn't have, quote, that much on him. That much fentanyl or that much money? That much fentanyl. Hmm. Meaning that 50 grams wasn't that much or that he was trying to obscure the fact of how much he actually had. Well, and I, I don't know in a in a drug deal in Sturbridge whether you bring a scale along with you. Mm. I don't I don't I don't know. It's just a guesstimate at that point. Most of my drug deals are done in other parts of the state. Yes. Uh the charge by the way of conspiracy to distribute 40 grams or more of fentanyl. He was obviously over that with the 50 grams. I don't know how they determine that by the way. The 40 grams is like the cutoff point after which above which you're in big trouble. Well, it's like you know, if you steal something, it's over the over uh, like six hundred hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different charge sure. than if you you stole something, it's only five hundred hours. Petty right? larceny versus grand larceny. Yeah, that's right. Right. Well, this particular sentence could carry up to forty years in prison for Mister Jimenez and a fine of five. That's, that's like a what like a year per ounce. Yeah, a year per gram. Of course, he wouldn't do all of it. Probably right. The the the, the prison sentence, not the fentanyl. Uh, and and by the way, the fine would be $5 million, or could be that much. Mm-hmm. That's pricey. Yeah. So, obviously, time for to think things over there for Mr. Jimenez. Meantime, in Holyoke, a 35-year-old city man facing arson charges after being in accused- In Holyoke? Yeah. What are the odds? Yeah. A vacant apartment building caught fire over the weekend, and Alfonso Rivera of Elm Street, arrested shortly after firefighters extinguished the blaze, charged him with arson. They had been called to 27 through 29 Cabot Street about 8 o'clock on Sunday night. 
We got multiple 911 calls from people reporting smoke and flames coming from the four-story building. Yeah, that that does happen a lot, I guess, in Holyoke, right? Well, it happens a lot in Holyoke, and there are some people who just love arson that figures, well, if it's an abandoned building, what's the harm? Right. Except it's still illegal to mm. burn down even in an abandoned building. Yeah, and dangerous to others. Now, yesterday we talked about the new law that could legalize sports gambling here in Massachusetts. Maybe not for college sports, but definitely for pro sports. Right. Apparently, that's closer and closer now to becoming a reality. The Bay State would join 32 states and Washington, D.C. that all have legalized sports gambling, including all of our neighboring states, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New York, Rhode Island, legal in all of those places. And all this takes now is for the particular bill to gain a little traction and go through. If it does, Bay Staters could not use credit cards to cast wagers. Although it's all cash? De- no, debit cards and other digital payment options would be allowed. I guess maybe things like PayPal, I don't know. Right. Where the money is sort of guaranteed to be mm-hmm. in an account. You know, I mean, it, this is inevitable. It, it's it's going to happen. Yes. You know, the fact that, that Massachusetts, like so many other different things, we drag our heels on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is inevitable. And, um, yeah, I'm not a gambler. So it's, you know, it's hard for me to really kind of you know, feel particularly supportive of this because it's like, you know, I'm way too attached to the money I have to just give it away, knowing that, you know, I'm not that great of a gambler, even when I have gambled. So, you know, to me, it's like, you know, I'm not terribly jacked up about this, but I know that to not have it when the Supreme Court has said there's no reason to uh, make it, to continue to to, uh, have a prohibition on it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, these are the kinds of things that just, it's, we just got to get out of the way and let it happen. You know, and you can choose to either do it or or not participate in it. That's going to be up to you. But to, to drag your heels and try to say, well, you know, we want to do it the Massachusetts way. Sure. We tend to, we tend to follow that same script over and over again. Yeah. And there are many ways I can part with my hard-earned money other than gambling because I know as soon as I find a wager between two teams that I'm particularly in love with, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a lock. I'm putting the money on the Ravens in this game. I know it's going the other way. Yeah. It's just, it's, so I might as well just bet the other way and get it over with. See, I'm the kind of guy who you know, would see mm-hmm. like, oh, Jacksonville is only a 30-point underdog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I'm sure they'll cover that. Yeah. And then I'll, you know, I'll put like uh, money down sure. and all of a sudden Jacksonville winds up winning the game by 2. Mm-hmm. And you know, then you know, then who looks like the the idiot? <laughs> yep. It's me. Yep. It's it's me. You and I are in the same boat. And I, and that and I I know myself too well mm-hmm. to put myself in that kind of position again. I was in a position this morning on Route 5 from my place in Enfield headed to work here in East Long Meadow darkness got pulled over the flashing lights the whole deal and i had apparently some tail lights that were out the officer was very kind in pointing that out just gave me a warning no points on the license or anything like that now you're saying he's kind but if he had given you a ticket mm-hmm. or uh, you know hauled you in yeah. to the uh, to the station right uh, for for booking i wouldn't have made it to the show on time no, you wouldn't have made sure. it to the show on time but right. would you st- would you still be sitting there saying oh he was very nice about it no <laughs> probably yeah, i would not. I, you know Dude's just doing his job, yeah. and uh, and I get it. But were you driving in a way that may have uh, nope. you know, alerted him? No, no. I was I was observing the speed limit. I think the speed limit in that area is thirty 
five. I think I was going thirty-eight because I normally I will I will Ooh, set man lead foot. I know I I will set the cruise control at that particular MPH so I can't possibly screw up. And I think you get you know you get a little bit of a leeway. You get a couple of miles per hour. You you set a cruise control for thirty-five miles an hour. Thirty-eight in this case. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Living on the edge, right? Wow. Yeah. Man, what a <laughs> speed demon you are. Hey, there there are cops all over the roadways when I'm heading into work on Route Five there, and I you know I know that now after being here a year and a half. You gonna get that taillight fixed? No, it's it was just a matter of like I didn't have it toggled correctly on the you know on the 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 stem that ah, controls that particular okay. lap. Okay, who knew? All right, yeah, and I toggled it, and the guy went back and checked. He goes up, oh, all set now. You're good to go. I only bring up Route Five because there's going to be a road diet there. Yes, a road diet. That's different, different part of Route 5. You're yes. talking about on uh, Riverdale Street, right? Exactly right. The southbound portion on Riverdale Street into West Springfield is going to be reduced from two lanes to one. That's the meaning of a road diet, according to apparently the terminology that they use. See, to me, when I hear road diet, I'm thinking uh, you're eating salad while you're in the car. You know, from, uh, from like, the, like a McDonald's salad. I think it could be anything because diet doesn't necessarily imply that it's healthy for you. I think like I think great road food. I think like potato chips, some barbecue, a nice uh, burger or something yeah. like that. To me, is road diet when you're on a road trip and you get whatever the hell you want. Okay, all right, I can I can see that. Okay, yeah, you know, this is a lane restriction. Yes, it is. Or a road diet. See, a lane restriction sounds more official. Mm -hmm. Road diet sounds like somebody just made this up. You're right. Well, I don't know why they use that. Maybe. So we'll talk about it on the radio, perhaps. Uh, this permanent lane closure was done to reduce speeding, and according to the Federal Highway Safety Administration, road diets can reduce crashes by about 50%. Well, yeah, because there's less cars on the road. You know, but Riverdale Street, the, to me, the biggest problem with it is, mm -hmm. is that you have to... There, I mean, you, depending on where you're going on Riverdale Street, you either have to go down the road to do a U-turn, mm -hmm. or you gotta, you know, go and, and and look for a turn lane. And it's like there's no easy way to get from like w across the street if okay. you're driving. Yeah. To me, that's the worst part. Right. So, you know, and the and the lanes are pretty clear. I don't right. I don't know if we need to have the the road diet to make that happen. <laughs> Says the guy who's on the 16 hour fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see any need for a road diet. Right, right, right now, <laughs> I would eat anything if you put it in front of me. And uh, finally, just an update on David LaBeouf, who we brought up yesterday at this time. He's the Worcester State rep who had been charged with drunken driving. Yes. After Mass State Police found nine empty nip bottles and two cans of wine in his car, and he had a blood alcohol content level four times the legal limit. Well, he's apologized. He went to his Twitter feed... Where we all would go, right? Oh, yeah. And he said it was a, quote, desperate wake-up call for me, and I'm sorry, and I'm going to get the help I need. And that's why I went to Twitter. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, yes, clearly the guy uh, needs mm -hmm. some help, because this isn't just the kind of, you know, one or two cocktails after work right. type of thing. This is nine nip bottles and a two can, can and a half. Two can, well, yeah, right. Because there, there was still wine <laughs> sure. left in the second can. Yeah, probably There's, backwash at that point. Probably, but yep. but think about that mm -hmm. though. When you when you pour a glass of wine, when you get a glass of wine at a mm -hmm. restaurant, yeah, they're not filling it to the top. That's right. They're filling it like you know, like an inch or so, mm -hmm. or two inches, you right. know, 
from the bottom of the of the glass. <laughs> yes. This is two cans. Yeah. This is like, you know, at the, at the minimum, 24 ounces of wine. And we still don't know what was in the nip bottles. We would love to know what type of booze that was. We don't know. Could be could be anything. Yeah. Could be a could be a, you know schnapps. It could be you know you know, fireball. Nevertheless, it's still nine shots. Well, David LaBeouf is still running for office apparently, according to his plan. So it'll be very interesting to see if this affects that run or if he decides to pull out completely while if, going through rehab. I don't know if "run" is the right word. <laughs> Maybe stumble to reelection. <laughs> All right. We'll be watching. It's eight, be, he's be, be bed spinning to re-election. <laughs> it's 844 on Back Steve and Dave at Rock 102. As of March 2022, Hyundai has won more total IIHS top safety awards than any other brand over the past eight years with optional front crash prevention and specific headlights. So how does Hyundai stay at the forefront of safety? By always looking ahead. Literally. Every new Hyundai comes with cameras, sonar, or radar that are like an extra set of eyes when you're on the road, helping with everything from blind spots to parking spots. Another reason to feel safe? Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, even more proof that Hyundai is always looking ahead and looking out for you. It's your journey. Own it with Hyundai. Now for a limited time, you can drive home an all-wheel drive 2022 Hyundai Tucson for $219 a month. New inventory is arriving daily. Hurry into your Western Mass Hyundai dealer today or visit buyhyundai.com to find the dealer nearest you. Don't delay because these offers end soon. Call 661-615-2112 for complete offer details. You on Rock 102. Good morning. We're going to have great weather today. Tomorrow and Sunday, lots of sunshine, and it's going to get warmer and warmer as the weekend goes on, maybe 70-ish on Sunday. Yesterday I was telling you that uh, I was having a drum delivered Mm -hmm. by UPS. Yeah. And I had to sign it in like two straight days. I got the notice on my door saying, Mm -hmm. you know, we tried to drop it off. That's right. You you finally got it or not? I finally got it um, yesterday. Um, But even if I had signed the back of the slip, Mm -hmm. UPS no longer just leaves stuff on your uh, on your on your doorstep. Too many porch pirates out there. That's exactly right. Yep. Now I appreciate that on one hand, but on the other hand, I just really wanted my package. <laughs> and if I didn't get it a third day, you know, then I would have to go through the inconvenience of making arrangements. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I and I'm sure my neighbors can't uh, you know can't wait that long because I'm sure that once me, they hear me banging away at this thing, they're <laughs> going to be very, very pleased. Well, now, is it an entire drum set or just one drum that you add to your current set? Is that what that it is? Was a, it was a brand new snare drum, so oh. it's going to be added to uh, my my the, the regular drum set, which I haven't played since the pandemic broke out. Well, maybe start slow on that. Like, for instance, use that last song by Tom Petty. I maintain that's the easiest drum song of all time in classic rock because it's just like the same thing over and over again for the entire song. Well, you're you're keeping time to the song. I know. And I, also, I couldn't do it. And the the other uh, the truth is, it's it, sometimes the slower the song, the harder it is to play and okay. keep it in time. I'll buy that because you know you, the the mind wanders and mm-hmm. you know unless you're you know metronomic in your head, yeah, you, you'll waver a little bit. Now with your drum set, do you have like a block? Do you have a cowbell? Do you have like extra, you dude, know, you, accessories like that? Dude, you got to have cowbell. Okay. Got to have cowbell. Kind of figured, right? Got me a cowbell. <laughs> got me loads of cymbals. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me uh, got me a double pedal for my bass drum. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I, listen, uh, I'm not good, but I take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. I don't take it out. Uh, no, I don't take it that seriously. It's just mostly to 
uh, you know, take frustrations out after a long day of working my nose to the grindstone. Yeah, well, you know, you are a Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Famer mm-hmm. to be inducted this fall. Right. Have you ever played music in public? I mean, ha- have, have you ever gone out with the sort of the Rock 102 morning show band? So no, we've, we've, we've never put together a band. Let's do it. But what, what we have done, what I have done occasionally if a band is playing out, mm-hmm. you know, they have asked me to sit in mm-hmm. and I've, and I've played, um, you, you know, with great mediocrity. I'll be the first to admit. Right. But you know, I got a chance to play with like sure. trailer trash a couple of times mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a couple of other, uh, other bands out there. But, uh, you, you know, I mean, I'm a basement guy. I'm a basement player. But I think we should do it though. I think we should put together a band. Yeah. I, I've always wanted, I can't, I have no real musical abilities other than I can, somewhat carry a tune if I sing loud enough and that nobody will really care. See, I don't know if there's enough people in the building to even do that. Well, what, no, does Steve play an instrument? I do, don't believe so. Because I know he had to he had to leave early here, but uh, if maybe he could learn how to play an instrument. Maybe he has a hidden skill. So that's three of us. Yeah. And then Josh, Joshua, our, our engineer, engineer, is a musician. Okay, right. I think, we could, and I know Tommy Pluta. Our sales guy. See, but Tommy Pluta is an actual musician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's I know. the I know. Tommy Pluta uh, is uh, the, uh, the the bass player with the size. And yes. by the way, uh, we'll be having them uh, play in the studio and uh, coming up soon because they're going to be doing their big uh, anniversary show at uh, the Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. Looking forward to it. Yeah, no, it'll be great. And uh, but he actually knows what the hell he's doing. Well, wouldn't it be good to have at least one member of our band? That yeah. Knew, and not that actually, you don't, but... Actually, Tommy put out an EP this year. Yeah. It's really, really good. Okay. I mean, it, I mean, like, it appeared on my... I interviewed him on the podcast mm-hmm. because of it. It The the CD appeared on uh, on my desk. And right. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Tommy yeah. put together an EP. Uh-huh. And, and I listened to it without any real expectations. Right that it was going to be as good as it was. Yeah. But I was like, I listened to it and on my way home. And I'm like, Jesus, this guy's really, really good. What does he play? He's a bass player. See, perfect. But he wrote all, but he wrote all the songs, and the songs are very tuneful, and it, it's fantastic. I think people wouldn't care about the quality of the Rock 102 morning show band as long as we were loud no, and maybe we I, were funny. I think people would say, my God, that band's actually worse than their show. That's okay, though. <laughs> then, but, then that, but then that makes our show look better. See, see where I'm getting at here. Yeah, listen, you're you're you're, you're shooting us, you're shooting at the moon here right now, Dave. All right, it's uh, 8:57 a rock one.